Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. On today's part of my take, week four of the NFL, we have the fastest two minutes. We recap every single game. Hank, I have to touch the mic because I have to get a little higher. Sorry about that. We talk about Brady Belichick. Every single game recapped. Who's back of the week? Football guy of the week. It's a Monday show. It's a pack show. And it is brought to you by our friends at Dave & Buster's. Dave & Buster's adds more winning to anything and everything. From regular Friday nights to first dates and especially to watching the game with the guys. It all gets more ding, ding, ding at D&B's. And this season, there's no better place to watch football than at Dave & Buster's because you get more of everything that makes game day so great. You get more screens. Dave & Buster's has 40-foot wide TV screens. You get more food, the best menu out there. The more drinks, they have those drink towers so you can just drink with your fellas, watch the game all, all afternoon long, all evening long. More space for friends. There's always a spot at Dave & Buster's. And There's more fun for non-sports fans, too. Every friend group has a guy or gal that's not that into sports. Well, D&B is the place to be because they can game, win prizes, or just scarf down the table nachos while everyone else is watching the game. So, Dave & Buster's is the best place to watch games this fall. Add more ding-ding-ding to your game day with more food, more drinks, and more screen only at Dave & Buster's. Okay, let's go. Pardon My Take, presented by Barstool Sports. Welcome to Part of My Take, presented by Dave & Buster's. Get more ding, ding, ding at Dave & Buster's all fall long. Today is Monday, October 4th, week 4. What? 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 We start in Dallas where Chubba L. Ron Hubbard took over for Christianity McCaffrey and the Carolina Entology Panthers were trying to level up to 4-0. Trayvon Riggs got his eyes fixed, intercepting everything, and Dak Prescott had four plays resulting in touchdowns as the star in Dallas is hotter than the sun, the fucking sun. The mojo moment came from the Cowboys' Gregory. Do I make you Randy, baby? Yeah, do I. How about them Cowboys, 36, Panthers, 28. What? What? Up to Minnesota, where hunt one, hunt two, hunt three, hunt. Old Dirty Brown's alive with Nick Chubb. Odell Inspector Deckham and the Putang Clan unloaded all 36 chambers. And in a touching tribute to his former boss, Michael Kennedy Zimmer, Kevin Stefanskied his team to a tree in one record. Jamie was gilling them softly with his song as the Browns and their team of refugee all-stars win a punt fest. 14-7. <laughs> Let me take you down, cause I'm going to Justin Strawberry Fields. Matt Nagy's a heel. Lions have nothing to have fun about. 
Justin Strawberry Fields forever. Darnell must be the Mooney. Caught five balls for 125 yards. And normally, Danalytics would say to kick a field goal down 10 late in the fourth. But did you hear about this one? Did you see this? Dan Campbell is apparently more allergic to three-pointers than Ben Simmons. Like your basketball player, boom. Please tip your waitress on the way out. The Bears get to 2-2, two and two, taking down the Lions 24-14. Up to Buffalo, where tight end Dawson knocked up the end zone twice with an athletic Apatow tap to stay in bounds. As the Bills said, this is 40 to the super bad Texans. Davis, can you pay my mills? Might not be Houston's Justice child, as he wasn't able to make lemonade out of lemons. I'm a Mitch, I'm a lover, I'm MVP, ask her mother. I love to kiss titties, I do not feel ashamed. And no No one one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Bills 40, Texans, zip. Down to Atlanta where Lawrence Taylor Heineke and Crack Del Rio look to pick up the pipe and murder some Falcons. Matt Saving Private Ryan and Felipe Tom Franks were fighting World War II trying to storm the football team's Norman defense. If you've got cable, it might be time to cut the Corderell Patterson and sign up for Sling TV using code Barstool for one month free trial and incredible shows such as Brandon Walker College Football Show featuring Brandon Walker presented by Brandon Walker. We swear he's not a narcissist. The Washington football team wins a thriller, 34-30. In Los Angeles, where James Sarah Connor had Terminator 2 touchdowns as HBO Max Williams and the Cardinals look like a succession plan for the top of the NFC West, shiving the Rams' defense to the tune of 216 yards on the ground. Arizona is laughing on their way to a victory with Blue Kyler Comedy Tour saying, they call me Prater Salad. Cooper Red Solo Cup and Frat Stafford were unable to connect enough to win this case race. Cardinals 37, the Rams 20. Some spread. In New York, Corey only Jesus can dave us as Zach Wilson proved that he was more man than the Titans can handle. Big girls don't cry and Tannehill was singing soprano as the many saints in Newark, AJ and Julio, weren't showing up at the Meadow. Lands. Bobby Boxala finally brought the victory train home as the Jets didn't stop believing. That's not a spoiler, folks. 27-24. Cut to black, boom. Up the coast to Santa Clara where the Seahawks told their fans, I never meant to cause you any sorrow. Dancing in the Freddie Purple Swain and the Prince Kyle Shanahan had his kittle red juice shack, but he was forced to make his darling tricky play quarterback Trey Lance the starter in the second half. Placebo Samuel made Niners fans feel good as they were dying inside as the Seahawks dominate the second half and win 28-21. Standing on a corner, Jameis Winston down in NOLA. Such a fine sight to see. It's a judge, my lord, on the verge of 0-4 and a teeny tiny hands QB. Come on, Saquon, you gotta break one. If you lose, your judge has laughed. You'll have to take one. Giants stop the Saints in overtime, 27-21. And we finish in mile high, where Lamar 2-D2 matched up against Drew Stylocker, and they faced off in a rematch of the 2013 AFC Divisional game that felt like it took place in a galaxy far, far away. Marquise Millie Bobby Brown and the Ravens defense were saying Patrick Yas, Queen. 
Denver's receiving core played well, but there's Cortland Sutton about Murray. Latavius, that is. Offensive coordinator Greg Roman Swipes didn't need any help with delay of games this week as the Ravens beat the Broncos 23-7. Okay, fastest two minutes. Fastest two minutes brought to you by our friends at Cross Country Mortgage. Cross Country Mortgage, much like us at Barstool. People first, group of people. Rates are an unbelievable, unbelievably low right now. Mortgage should not be a dirty word. You should stop throwing away money with rent every single month. You can afford a home, and you can do it with our friends at Cross Country Mortgage. And if you're already a homeowner, you can refinance right now because they do that as well. Rates are at all-time low. They may never get this low again, so call today for a fast, free rate quote. Our partners will save you a lot of money. Call today, and our friends at Cross Country Mortgage will give you a free home valuation that is free to you just for calling. So go right now to crosscountrymortgage.com slash barstool to learn more about your future home buying experience or refinance your current mortgage. Cross Country Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 3029. All loans subject to underwriting approval, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, week four in the books. We just watched the Goat Bowl, Brady versus Belichick in a uh, rainy, rainy Foxborough. Let's put aside our hatred for Antonio Brown right now. and Clown Antonio Brown. Clown Antonio mm-hmm. Brown dropping those two uh, touchdowns because no one wants to hear us talk about a missed parlay. But let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. Uh, Hank, I mean, it's your game. You were you were emotional beforehand. Um, it was an emotional setting. What did you think about the game? I was emotional beforehand. Once the game started, though, I kind of immediately got over the Brady aspect. I was like, let's just win this game. I was just rooting. Schwartzy. You Schwartzy did. Yeah, I was rooting against them the entire time. Uh, and the Patriots played a good game. They had a good game plan. They did what they had to do. They were in a position to almost win at the end. I don't. The kick, I don't really second. Kicking, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know. You, you, wait, wait, the hey, monsoon. You were, you're about to say I don't second guess Belichick, but no, I'm not. I don't. It's one of those things where if it went in, no one would say anything. He about had the it, distance. So. He had the distance. Yeah. He doinked it. He doinked the shit out it of it. It was his career long, 56. It would have tied his career long. What was it? In fourth, a and, fourth and three. Fourth and three. Fourth and three. So Belichick. I guess he was thinking Brady was inside Belichick's head. He's like, I don't want to. You know, I I don't. I guess he wasn't inside. No, though. He the wasn't. more I think about no. it, because if he had made the field goal, then Tom Brady has what a minute left. It was like forty five seconds to get down yeah. into field goal range. Yeah. Um, no, but, he. I mean, it, think about it this way: he was like, what, what were they? A, a foot, a couple inches away from winning the game. If they went for four, went for it on fourth and three and missed it, they'd be, you know, sixty yards away from winning the game. I, so. so I I feel like obviously you can second guess it and be like, and I guess you could have said it at the time that. It's a monsoon, and it's going to be his career long. Whenever those kicks happen, as long as the kicker has the distance, I'm like, that's a fine choice. Because that's pretty much what you're asking. It's like, you know that a- accuracy at 56 in a monsoon is kind of a toss-up. It's do you have the distance? He clearly had the distance, so I don't know. That's I I mean, doinks happen. It was actually, I'm living proof it of it. It was actually a great kick. Yeah. Really good kick. Yeah. Just didn't happen to One go in. One of the best in. kicks that never went in. It, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's, what, two feet to the right? We're talking about Nick Folk being like one of the all-time great kicks in NFL history under pressure. Yeah. Um, Shout I out did, to Schwartzy, though. Yeah, I, have, Schwartzy. I have the full quote from yeah, Schwartzy because I do think that Schwartzy's quote, uh, she's from Ashland, Massachusetts. She? I believe so. Okay. Uh, Schwartzy is from Ashland, Massachusetts. There you go. That's I'll it. cheer for him. This is about Tom Brady. 
I'll cheer for him when he comes out. But after that, nah. I want some sacks. I want to see our friggin' linebackers <laughs> just pummel them and finish them. So Schwartzy actually summed up the pulse of the New England fan base pretty accurately before the game. Everyone seemed like they were on the, on the same page. They cheered Brady when he came out. Yep. When they played the pregame video, which they did have lined up for him. Yep. But then when he came out to actually step in between those lines, the Patriots fans were like, boo, you're not a Patriot anymore. We're going to boo you. And it it does, like, it quickly, obviously the lead-up all week and all the stories and everyone talking about it was was big and the hype. But then once the game starts, like, the Patriots need to win very badly. Right. Like, the Bucs are still trying to win another Super Bowl. Like, this is a a tough road game. I did think Brady was uncharacteristic uncharacteristically can't speak it's already past midnight uh like overhyped he was overthrowing his receivers early it was clear that he i don't know like you don't see that usually you don't see tom brady is the definition of calm cool collected it did feel like he was maybe a little too hyped up for the game because he did miss a lot of guys in the first half but it just became a sloppy game that like grinded out um, Fun fact about this game: Tom Brady actually had the third highest quarterback rating Ooh. of everyone that threw a pass in this Got game. It. Jacoby Myers was number one. Mac Jones number two. Mac Jones, by the way, played remarkably well for yes. somebody who had his balls in Chris Collinsworth's mouth during the broadcast. I think that Chris. I think it's so in Chris Collinsworth's defense. I think he, Mac Jones, Chris Collinsworth, and Matt Nagy all share an agent. Or a okay. parent. That I makes sense. Know. I say the real MVP of this game, Steve Belichick. Yes. Steve Belichick, the faces he was making on the sidelines, it went back and forth between it looked like he was taking a shit or he was like watching Two Girls, One Cup on mm-hmm. silent while his dad was in the next room. Let's just say that <laughs> Steve Belichick's wife is a lucky woman. She is. Yes. He spends a lot of time down in Boca Raton. Yeah, he's got, uh, he's got some lingus abilities. The cunnilingus kind. It he, was it was incredible. I we were we were hypothesizing while we were watching the game. Is he sending signals via tongue? Yeah, that when the tongue goes horizontally, that <laughs> means option to a run. When it goes vertically, that means pass. Yeah, because they cut the mic, so he's just got to sit there and just and just do the the tongue back and or, forth. He, when it, when he sticks his tongue out and goes back and forth, that means they're loading the box. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was definitely the gif of the game. It was. I mean, it's incredible watching him play. See Belichick. Honestly, looks cool as shit. Yeah, no, he's you can't. A cool guy. You can't sit there and he's look got, at Steve Belichick and be like, "That guy's not cool. He's got a mullet." Yeah, he's got everything. a mullet. I, and I, I would like to make a, a future uh, projection for Steve Belichick's career. He's going to go somewhere and fail miserably the first time, and then he's going to be a great head coach afterwards. Oh yeah, because he's going to come in being like, "I'm Steve Belichick, and this is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it the Patriot way." The, Everyone's like, "Dude, you coach the Texans." Yeah, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'll put it this way: like his whole vibe, there are. Probably a dozen girls out there that have slept with Steve Belichick that don't count him towards their total number yes. when they're sharing that. Yes. They just write him off. Yes. He's a big one-night stand guy. Um, I will <laughs> say this. I will say this, Hank. Uh, I do think the Patriots are going to like round into form. Now, the AFC East, the Bills are, are clearly the best team in the AFC East, but I do think the Patriots are going to be one of those teams where – Halfway through the season, everyone be like, "Wait, this team? Why are they like getting points on the road? Why are people doubting? Like they're gonna flip a switch and everything's gonna start kind of working a little bit." You saw the makings of it tonight. Yeah, it was definitely a step in the right direction. Last week after the Saints, I was saying there was no real hope. There was nothing to take away from it. That like that was oh, there was some good drives, whatever. It was just all bad. This was an all things considered a great game. Just 
missed a kick at the end. Didn't yeah, go, didn't missed a kick it. at the end. And and also credit to the Bucks defense. I thought the Bucks defense played pretty well overall. No, it's a good defense. Yeah. I mean, they don't have any cornerbacks. I don't know why their cornerback is out and punt. Uh, return, but they don't have any cornerbacks. But I think the Patriots had minus one yard rushing. Yeah, and you know the Patriots want to run the ball, and they just—I mean, Vita Vey is a fucking monster. What's his full name, Jake? Yeah, his also Vita Vey got we'll fucked on that on that fumbled punt. Uh, Devin White just exists to body slam people. Yep. Just anyone that comes within two feet of Devin White, they're getting body slammed somehow. Yeah, they're. You know what the Bucks are? They're a team that uh, similar to like. Ten years ago, the the uh, Ravens and Steelers, like their front seven, is just going to be physical with you the mm-hmm. entire time, and you're going to get hit hard. And I guess the secondary will be the weakness. And Richard Sherman, I don't know. I mean, he held up good enough for a guy who just came off the street on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. He's so playing himself back into shape yeah, right play, now. Yeah, he's working himself back into shape. Jake, give it to us. <clears throat> Tavita Tuiakiono 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 the pregame, right before kickoff, they showed Tom Brady coming out of the home locker room from like 2019, and Hank actually thought for a brief <laughs> second that Tom Brady had decided to switch back to the Patriots. Like Tom he was, was like, he, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Tom was playing a trick on us yeah, the whole no. time. It, Hank was like, "I knew it. Yeah. I knew he couldn't possibly be a Buccaneer." Yeah. He went to he, <laughs> he 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 basically was like, as soon as he got back to Foxborough, he's like, "I really miss this place." Signed a signed a new contract with the Patriots and and totally changed everything. You did have that moment. Well, the way they presented it, there was like, no choice. It was like, it wasn't. It was really sad to watch. I just kind of had to, I like alerted myself. I was like, what's going on? And then uh-huh. it passed. We should, you know what? We should do what the NFL refused to do tonight. We should take time to give Tom Brady his flowers. Tom Brady got the all-time, is the all-time yardage record. Oh, yeah. Tonight he surpassed Drew Brees. Drew Brees got an 8 by 11 and a half piece of paper mm-hmm. that was laminated, I believe, yep. to commemorate the event when he did it in and New he Orleans. And ignored his daughter. He Ignored his daughter. Tom Brady did not get the opportunity to ignore I, his, his daughter. Drew Brees' daughter. That would have been great. Yeah, to just if cold shoulder. Drew Brees' sons go out there yeah. and like hand him the award. Yeah. We should take time to acknowledge Tom Brady. No one else will, but Tom yep. Brady, you are the greatest quarterback of all time. Billy, can you make can you, you have a paper plate right there? Can you write congratulations to Tom Brady? Yes. NFL all time yardage leader? That was I a lot of words that, you gave But him. Uh, the Buccaneers were in no huddle. During when they he broke the record, so then oh. when the reps stopped, Brady got pissed. Actually, kind of yeah. shows that he's you know more of a pro than Drew Brees because yeah. Drew Brees made it all about himself. He did. So he just grabbed the ball and fired at equipment manager to like get it off the field so he could get a new ball. Wait, oh, nice. wait. So you're telling me Tom Brady took the ball and mm-hmm. then got rid of it real quick so they couldn't send that ball to Canton, yeah, and possibly test it, kind of. Got it. Uh, Drew Brees also, I just, I don't want to diagnose a guy who's retired, but he was like kind of flexing his right hand, so I think his shoulder's still hurt. Or his rib. He, it, it did look like he was uncomfortable. He needs still needs shoulder surgery. The NFL also has a flag problem. Yeah. I think we need to discuss yes. this. They, well, have, they have a real flag problem. What? It's every time anything cool happens during a game, 
there's a flag that pops up, and that cool thing that we all just saw, that we all enjoyed watching, turns out that didn't actually happen. It's the pendulum that's swinging because last year there were so many le- there was there were so many fewer flags, and I think they did it because they're like, we just want football to happen, we want points to be scored, we want people to forget about coronavirus. Now it's swung back, and it's flag, flag, flag every single play. I mean, we watched. You know, when you watch the entire slate of football games, that, like, we'll get to it, but that, like, Vikings drive, there was just flags everywhere. Like, every single... You basically now, at this point, as a football fan, you have to watch the game, and then you have to hold your breath for five seconds after every big play. It's the worst part. Yeah. After every play, it's like, I don't know if that happened yet. I need confirmation. I need the absence of a flag to tell me that what I saw really exists. Or the opposite, when something bad happens, and you're like, but where's the flag? Yeah. Right. It gives so much false hope. Yes. I think who it affects the most, well, one, offensive linemen are getting called for a lot of holds. Yep. Two... It's just impossible to play cornerback in this league. Correct. Anytime you touch Defense. somebody, yeah, you're not allowed to touch anybody. And co- playing cornerback has got to be the toughest job on a football field. Well, and not, I'm not talking about like necessarily like the physical, like getting beat up all the time. I'm saying like skill wise and what you're allowed to do in order to be good at your job. It's impossible. Yes. I, it's like being if you're a personal injury lawyer and you can't do coke. It's, it's impossible to yes. be a good cornerback in the NFL. It makes uh, it makes guys like Trayvon Diggs and what he's doing look incredible. All right, so let, actually, it's a perfect segue to Washington Football Team Falcons first game up. Uh, that roughing the passer call that Chase Young got on Matt Ryan was. I mean, Matt. I think it was just a sympathy call because Matt Ryan like crumpled his body, crumpled. It was it was almost like the Kill Bill. When he when when you get the the shot in the heart and mm-hmm. then five seconds later you die that's what he got it, hit in the face and then he was fine and then he just crumpled. Okay, so what what happened was he actually got hit in the chest and shoulder. Yes, it didn't hit his face at all. But Matt Ryan at this point in his career, if you hit him hard, he his body's going to react like that and just shut down temporarily. Chase Young didn't touch his head. He this is I think the third or fourth time this year that Chase Young has been flagged for hitting a quarterback and not apologizing to them on the way down. So. I have a theory, and I looked it up. I think that the quarterbacks that get the roughing the passer calls, it's just purely sympathy we feel bad for this guy. Because I looked it up. The top three most uh, roughing the passer calls against in the last 10 years, Ryan Fitzpatrick, number one, which makes sense. Really nice guy. Went to Harvard, playing on like bad teams usually, trying to make plays. Also, the beard extending gives him more face to hit. Yep. Matt Ryan, number two, he looks sad all the time out there. He gets crumpled. And then Matt Stafford, number three, Lions, like, oh, we feel bad that you're just out here getting smoked all day. We're just going to throw a flag. And then I looked it up and I went per game in the last 10 years. Josh Allen, number one, that's just because he's crazy. So we'll cross that out. Fitzpatrick, again, number two. Josh McCown, nicest guy in the world. Uh, RG3, number four. That, I mean, who doesn't feel bad for RG3? Well, when his body gets hit, yes. he really gets hit. Yeah, so it's basically refs being like, wow, I feel bad for you. Number five, Sam Bradford, again, like, you know, he he looks like a scarecrow with those sleeves. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how is this guy taking all this punishment? Six is Wentz, a, another mm-hmm. sad guy when he gets hit. And then and then seven is Kirk Cousins, where, uh, again, you know, like, if they hit him hard enough, his head's just going to go into his body and he's going to be running around like the headless horseman. Right. All those, all those quarterbacks that you mentioned, they kind of have a common denominator, which is they're all kind of, you, you do feel bad for right. them. They're all kind of like, 
cute. They're like corgis. If you had a corgi right. playing quarterback and somebody hit it, you'd be like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, you'd be like, you why, why that, are you that, doing that? That dog can't defend itself. Yeah, like Kirk Cousins can't do anything about the fact that he's like going to get smashed in the face Yeah, and he what's can't he going to do? Fight back? Right. So no. I think that that's actually, so that's actually like if you're trying to draft a team, just find the most pathetic looking guy who everyone will feel bad for. And then make him your quarterback, and everyone be like, oh, I'm so sorry, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, and also with Chase Young, it kind of goes the other way because he is – sometimes he gets in his own head a little bit like Brian Dawkins used to do on the Eagles, where Brian Dawkins actually thought that he was a comic book character. Yes. Like he was a superhero, and he would jump in ways and like throw his arms out to the side like he was actually style bender. In his defense, if you play enough uh, big Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night games, and they comic like they make you look that like a comic in the yeah. intro, that's what happens. Yeah, you, so you start to believe it. That's what Chase Young does occasionally when he's trying to hit somebody. He, he like winds up with all of his limbs. You right. know? He like cocks back his arm like he's going to punch him. I also think just like punching the punch motion that he did on Matt Ryan was just a fist. To his chest, and it's just Matt Ryan. It's, and it's defenseless Matt, and it's Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, You're he, like Matt Ryan should be r- walking around with like a rape whistle when he's out there, right? You, it's like Rick Moranis getting jacked up on the streets in New York. Everyone's right. like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like how could you punch Rick Moranis? How could you punch Matt Ryan? Yeah. Um, the other part of this game, I think PFT, I think Taylor Heineke is just a young Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because he's fucking psycho. Yeah. He, he doesn't play by any of the rules. No, he, he loves throwing across his body. It's he loves awesome. throwing across the field. He loves almost getting sacked. It's crazy. Like, and he runs. He is, he could be the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, you you lose Ryan Fitzpatrick in week one. Like, oh, man, this kind of sucks. You're ready for Fitzmagic. I think Taylor Heineke has that, like, volatility about him where one week he looks terrible and the next week he's making plays that make no sense and throwing it, you know, falling down and throwing it up in the middle of the field and somehow it becomes a touchdown. They catch it. Yeah, well, they, that touchdown was like, that was, was the dumbest play. thing. Yeah. yeah, like, what are you doing? And then the, even the touchdown to win the game, he's running all the way to the left and he, like, looks back and throws all the way across the field to the right. Yeah, no, you're right. I think there's some similarities between his game and Fitzpatrick in that you feel like you're on a great drug Yep. And then sometimes you feel like you're on a really bad drug watching yep. him. And many people do say ODU is the Harvard of Virginia safety schools. Yep, that's so fact. There, there's something to that, too. I love uh, I love his hard count, and I also hate Jack Del Rio's defense. I still hate it. It's broken. Here's the problem with Jack it's Del broken. Rio's defense. We're in a bin-but-don't-break philosophy. You can see that's like what Jack Del Rio wants. He's like, we're not going to give up the big play. We're just going to give up nine-yard catches but they did all give day up long. The big play. But then they end up giving up the big yes. play. They're bending and breaking at the same time constantly. And nothing really changes. Although I did see Del Rio start to try to get exotic, he started to dial stuff up. But it would just be he'll rush... It'll look like he's blitzing two extra guys, but then he'll drop two of his linemen back into coverage. Ah, and so they're still just still rushing four. four yeah. but still trying to get pressure with four. This is one of those games that both franchises, both fans, looking at this game, they had this circled as a win. Yeah. You know, the Falcons fans are like, yeah, we can take care of business against the football team at home. Um, just lucky to escape with a win. The two-point conversion towards the end of the game, before Heineke got the ball back to go down the field again, I think that took 20 minutes. Yeah. They kept moving it back, moving it Flags. half the distance to the goal. Flag, flag, flag. He was throwing it was too, painful he, to watch. Very very similar. I actually made the the uh, analogy that he is 
like pro Bo Nix, pro Nix, he basically there. There's at least four or five times in a game where Taylor Heineke is throwing to an invisible garbage can because he was throwing that two point conversion. He threw it. He, he was throwing it to a receiver that had to have been ten feet to catch it. Mm-hmm. It was it was to absolutely no one, but it was sweet because it like went into the invisible garbage can and counted it as like a ten pointer. Yeah, that was to Ricky Seals Jones, who I had forgotten was on the Washington football team until he caught that ball against the Giants. But Ricky Seals Jones, to his credit, he looks like he's seven feet tall and three hundred <laughs> pounds out on the field. He's a wide receiver, but I'm pretty sure he weighs like two hundred fifty pounds. I really want someone to sign Taco Fall. The more I thought about it, why like, not just sign- have him stand out there and just walk? to the end zone and just keep his hands above his head the entire time and it's unstoppable. Why not sign Taco Fall and Bull Bull to do that and then also on defense for field goals? Just stand behind the line, jump yeah. up and try to block him. Yes. It would it would fuck with the kicker. Yeah. Like their head would be fucked with. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Uh, uh, I did learn last week though that you're not allowed to goaltend. There's a goaltending call in football. I knew that, so yeah. So you can't stand at the upright and yes. try to swat it. Like yes. that Justin Tucker kick could have yes. been swatted. Yes, no, you can't do that. Um all right, other notes from this game real quick. Uh, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith chin update, looking really good. Mm-hmm. That beard coming in nicely. Good job, Arthur Smith. Uh, Matt Ryan has perfected like underthrowing his receivers to make it actually almost work. There was uh, multiple times where it's like, why did he underthrow? Oh, it actually worked. You just kept on saying that to yourself, like, oh, that's not a good pass. Oh, it worked because they just come back to it. Cordero Patterson got open by about fifteen yards. And then Matt Ryan underthrew him by about seven, but the defense still hadn't caught up to it. So Cordero caught the ball, went in the end zone. Also, breaking news, Cordero Patterson might be the best player in the NFL. Three touchdowns today, 84 uh, receiving yards, 34 rushing yards, so over 100 all-purpose yards, three touchdowns. And here's a crazy stat. Cordero Patterson has been a Falcon for four games. He has more three touchdown games as a Falcon than Julio Jones in his decade long with the Falcons. Julio Jones never had a three touchdown game. That's amazing. That's insane. So yeah, he was he's a weapon. Mm-hmm. I and he's like getting paid three million dollars. I think he's the face of the franchise right now. Greatest discount ever. Yep. Um all right. Next up, Giants, Saints. Giants get their first win. I have an announcement I'd like to make. Um I'm gonna take off my, my sweatshirt for this announcement. Okay. I'm all the way back. On Danny Dimes? I'm all, you better be listening, watching the YouTube. It's on the YouTube. I'm wearing a Danny Dimes shirt. I'm all the way back into Danny Dimes. I don't know what it is. Something That game was incredible. He was, like, there are so many times where I'm like, Danny Dimes is going to throw a pick. Danny Dimes is going to fumble. He was awesome today. Saquon Barkley was awesome. The Giants, I now think the Giants might be good. And it's a sickness of mine. And it's obviously partly because I bet on him I feel vindicated. But that was good Danny Dimes. So this is a game where the Giants probably pretty easily could have quit on Joe Judge. Yes. After starting out 0-3, what we're going to see this week is a lot of articles about this Giants team is finally buying in on Joe Judge and his ways. I don't know if that's 100% true or not. I think it's more a product of the Saints just stink when they're favored and they're really good when they're underdogs. Well, I think the Saints' offense might (sighs) – this is going to be this is going to be hurtful to say. Tread lightly. I think the Saints' offense offense might be slightly broken. Um, it doesn't feel like they. Ju- I mean, maybe it's just Michael Thomas needs to come back. He's not playing, right? He's out until week six, maybe. Because doesn't it feel like the Saints' offense is essentially run the ball, run the ball, and then five to six times a game 
have Jameis Winston try to throw it deep. That and also put Taysom Hill in and have Jameis pass to Taysom Hill. Right, because essentially this game came down to the fourth quarter and the Saints have the game in hand and all they need is some first downs to win the game and they couldn't get any. They had two they had two so they score a touchdown to go up. I think it was what was it? 21 I can't even remember. They I think they went up two they went up 10. So I think it, let's call it 17-7 I believe. I think it was that. Uh they score, they're up 10. It's fourth quarter. They get the ball, punt, three and out punt. They get the ball, they get like one first down punt. Like they don't have the ability. It's it sucks because I I was the guy who was standing on the mountain being like Drew Brees is holding this team back. Turns out Drew Brees having the ability to like get easy first downs because you can always just hit guys underneath and be super accurate. That is very important in a fourth quarter situation when all you need is like a few first downs to win this game and they didn't have it. I think that what Sean Payton's doing is he he's trying to limit Jameis's mistakes. Which is a smart thing to do. Yep. I think to a certain extent you have to limit his mistakes because otherwise he's going to go out and throw 30 interceptions. So like maybe dial it back to 21 or 22 interceptions. You have to let Jameis just go out there and say, fuck it. I'm going to go deep. I'm going to throw the ball deep. I'm going to throw the deep ball. I'm going to, I'm going to put the team on my back. And right now Jameis doesn't feel like he has that ability in this offense to just go out there and be 100% pure, uncut, flake Jameis. No, he definitely want, doesn't. But they He's need, got handcuffs. But they need, they need to take one of the handcuffs off. Yes. Leave the handcuff on one of the wrists, but then you know let, let him go out there and feel like he has the ability to fuck up all that he wants. Because sometimes you're going to get some brilliance out of him. Yeah. It was 21-10. And then, and then the, the Giants scored a touchdown, two-point conversion, and then kicked a field goal. Daniel Jones, though, was awesome. And Saquon Barkley was used correctly. Saquon Barkley, I was wrong about that. Like, he looks back back healthy. The, the shark wheel that they ran for him, he was running hard, getting him in the passing game. Also, turns out, Giants, novel concept. But when you draft a guy with the 20th pick overall, Kadarius Tony, you should use him. This was the first game that it felt like they used him. He's very fucking fast. And so, I don't know. I just, something about Daniel Jones. I have a crazy stat for you from Daniel Jones. Ready? Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, at home, 14 touchdowns, this is his career, 14 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Daniel Jones, on the road, 25 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. He might be the greatest road quarterback of all time. Okay, all right. So just keep him, I don't know what you have to do, make him, move him out of Hoboken, Make him live in like Long Island so he thinks that every home game is an away game. I don't know what you have to do, but tell him that he's playing on the road at all times because he's an awesome quarterback on the road, and then when he plays in Giants Stadium, he's terrible. One thing I really liked that the Giants did today was they had Saquon split out wide a lot. Yeah. And why don't why don't more teams do that? If you have a great running back, I mean like a really, truly great running back, just tell them, we're going to play you as a wide receiver a lot yes. and just run routes, just pretend that you have a ball in your hand. Why, why don't they do, like, spin moves and shit and just, like, hurdle over defenders? Yes. Just like he's in the open field. He was I great. Would lo- I would love to see Saquon split out wide for, like, 50% of the snaps that he's in the game. I don't think that – I don't think a, a cornerback can cover Saquon yeah. Barkley. No, he was he was used very, very well, and he ran well, and he ran hard. And, again, Kadarius Toney was awesome. He, like, felt like that – that weapon that they've been looking for because they haven't had an explosiveness to their offense and he was that explosiveness. Are you do you want to join back on with Daniel Jones? No, you I'm never not gonna, were. I'm not gonna do that. But I'm no I'm in. You go you All go off. Way. No, you go I'm off. in. I like you this go guy. Off on it. I Something I, about I, this guy I will never believe in Daniel Jones. I just, I just won't. He just does this. He's every fun now to root for occasionally, but, but 
that was a legitimately awesome comeback for them. And they like they were like you said, they could have quit. They're in they're in New Orleans. It's the first game back since Hurricane Ida. The crowd's going crazy. And he just drove them twice down three times because he count overtime as well. He was awesome. Like that was a you that's a win that you can hang your hat on if you're a Daniel Jones believer like myself. I'll give a lot of credit to Daniel Jones, but I'm not going to, like, next week, are you going to be like, yeah, well, Daniel Jones is going to win? if he's on the road. But you, if he's on the road, then, what, yeah, he's at, at Dallas. Dallas. He's going to win that game. One thing that they won't tell you, if you look at the at the box score for this game, he should have had another touchdown pass. Yeah. John Ross caught that deep ball, fumbled it, recovered it himself in the end zone. That's not counted as a Daniel Jones touchdown pass, oh, wow. but it should be. I think that we should just remember that play because nobody else will. Are you sure that wasn't counted? I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a touchdown. Because he had two touchdown passes, I'm, and then Saquon scored a, a run. I'm pretty sure that that wasn't counted as a as a touchdown catch. That's bullshit if it wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. the, all right, I'm looking at the Cowboys ske- or the Giants' schedule right now. I might, I'm going to put my sweatshirt back on. <laughs> yeah. I just I'm looking at it right now. They're playing at the Cowboys versus the Rams at home, which is a problem at home. Uh, versus the Panthers at the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna put my sweatshirt back on and everything I just said about Daniel Jones and the Giants. I'm just gonna I'm gonna temper that because there's a good chance they don't win uh, a single game like in the rest of October. Daniel and maybe Jones well into November. Daniel, oh, and they play the Raiders and then the Bucks. Daniel Jones is. A- <laughs> A good enough quarterback to root for occasionally when you bet on him, Fuck. but I, you don't want to do this week in week out. Then you you're already torturing yourself enough with Matt Nagy. No, I, I like Daniel Jones though. He's something about him. I guess I'm just going to keep him to my when he's on the road. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on him, and when he's at home, I'm just going to be like he's the worst quarterback. Daniel ever. Jones has a great personality. He does. He that was I'm, I'm giving he's him really his nice credit. No, that was that was Tough an kid. awesome game by him today. Like that was, and the Saints have a very good defense, and I'm giving Daniel Jones his 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 due here because you can't just be like, oh, that's that was a legitimately great game from him with incredible drives, big time drives in a hostile environment against good defense. So there you go, Daniel Jones. Um, all right, next up, Cowboys Panthers. I I was saying it before, but I I do think the Cowboys are good. I really do. I think the Cowboys are good. The Panthers, like this game was uh, finished thirty six twenty eight, but it, it, that's not really indicative of like what happened on the field because the Panthers scored a touchdown late. The Cowboys dominated this game, and they dominated it in a way like Kellen Moore should deserve. I mean, he's going to be a head coach soon, but you have Dak Prescott. Who you probably and you have like all these receivers, you probably want to throw the ball a bunch. They just were able to run it all over the Panthers, and that's what they did. Like Dak Prescott, I think, threw it 20, 22 times, and they ran the ball 245 yards all over the Panthers. Just yeah. ran it down their throat. Credit to Mike McCarthy, the play call at the end of the game to ice it was awesome. I think that was Kellen Moore. The like double reverse. I'm giving credit to Mike McCarthy because he called it. Yeah. He ended he's he said he authorized that play. Right, right. It's, it's like Obama getting credit for killing bin Laden. I think he didn't personally pull the trigger, but he sat in a room and watched it on TV. I think Mike McCarthy's in a pretty good spot here because he's got Kellen Moore as his offensive coordinator and Dan Quinn, who, uh, you know, say what you want about Dan Quinn as a head coach. Terrible, awful, like, terrible head coach. You know, obviously went to the Super Bowl, but like everything fell, fell apart after that. Kind of a dumb guy, whatever. He probably wishes you could he didn't say go all to the that Super Bowl. Stuff. Yeah, you could say all that stuff. He's a really good defensive coordinator. Obviously, you know, having the studs that he had in Seattle help 
anyone look like a good defensive coordinator, but he had the number one defense for two years in a row in Seattle, and he's got a Dallas defense that was horrendous last year, playing pretty damn good. I think that Trayvon Diggs, if the season ended today, should get credit and consideration for MVP. Five, five interceptions in four, in four games. games. On That's pace insane. For 21.1 interceptions. Mm. That fucking 17th game. It really I can't, fucking I can't do sucks. Math. But yeah, Trayvon Diggs, he's playing. He, he is the defense player of the year right now. And he should be in the MVP he's discussion awesome. at least. He's awesome. He's really, really good. And uh, Zeke is back. Zeke is officially back. He had 100, what, 150, 160 yards. Yep. He played stupid today. He was awesome. Uh, this was a nice debate for rest versus rust. A team coming off the short week versus a team coming off the extra long week from Thursday Night Football, right? Yes, yes, I yes. Be- I believe. Yes. Yeah, that was a no, right. Mills Mafia yes. game. Yeah. Yes. No, the Cowboys, I, I really do think the Cowboys are like a good team. I think they're going to be now, well, no, I was going to say the injury bug, but they don't have Sean Lee anymore. Right, so they kind Van Der Esch kind of took that torch from yeah, them a have, little bit. Yeah, they have so many linebackers, but I, I, I do think that they are like a team that I'm not saying they're gonna they're on par with the Packers and the Bucks right now, but they're they're right below that. Like I'd put them in that category with the Rams and uh, the Cardinals, like that category of teams that are if if things start falling their way, they could they could be a legitimate contender. What do you think happens if let's just say Mike McCarthy loses the NFC championship game, Kellen Moore gets five job offers. He mm-hmm. can basically pick whichever spot he wants to go. You think Jerry Jones considers firing Mike McCarthy, elevating Kellen Moore to head coach? I think he goes I think it, Jerry Jones makes Mike McCarthy smash a watermelon, and inside the watermelon is Mike McCarthy's pink slip. Mm-hmm. So that's how that it happens. Appropriate way yeah, to go. and Kellen Moore's new contract, so a two for one. Yeah, so he's like, here you go, find out what's inside. Uh, the Panthers, I, I don't, I don't want to say I expected better from them. This is exactly what I expected from the Dude, Carolina Panthers. I, today. I think the Panthers are frisky. And I told you I had my eye on them, and I wasn't ready to say they were good, and I'm not ready to say they're good because they've beaten the worst teams in the NFL, and that's fine. You should beat those teams, but like they took a step up in class today, and it was not the same team. And they obviously have some injuries. Christian McCaffrey's out. Um, Sam Darnold, by the way, want, want, for, want a crazy Sam Darnold stat? Sam Vick. Sa- ready? Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, first QB ever to have five rushing touchdowns in his first four games in a season. Good job, Sam Darnold. Wasn't being used correctly. You remember that Thursday night game last year yep. where he had that like 55-yard yep. touchdown? That was against the Broncos, I think, where yep. they didn't have a quarterback. Sam Darnold is, is – well, he actually wasn't great as a thrower, but he can run. Yeah, he can run. He can they run. They weren't using him correctly in New York. Yes. I've got a quote from Jerry Jones. This is from actually earlier in the week, but he was talking about Micah, uh, Micah Parsons. Yep. He's wait. I got to do the Jerry Jones thing. <clears throat> you don't have to. But I you do, should. I do. I have to. Yeah. He's as pure as mother's milk. He just basically steps out there and gives you everything he's got. Nature gave him skills, and boy, does he know how to use them. <laughs> what do you think he know? What do you think he thinks mother's milk is? Uh, Jerry Jones. I don't know. Michael but I Parsons. can totally see Jerry Jones being someone who buys mother's milk on like the black market. Yeah, Billy. To try to live longer. No, Billy was talking the other week about how mother's milk, had, like bodybuilders buy on the black market, There's right? There's a hilarious forum, a bodybuilding forum post about it. Yeah? About, you going to tell us? Well, they, they talk about how mother's milk gives them gains. How it's better than regular milk. The building blocks of life. Exactly. Remember when uh, Hank drank his aunt's milk? 
that you actually happened? That? Yeah, he, he did that. Yeah, when I was like 10 years old. He did. Mm-hmm. True story. Nice. Yeah. Straight from the That's source. That's why he's so it strong. It was in the fridge. Uh, my cousin had just been born. I was going to get some cereal on a family vacation. Mm-hmm. Boom. Drank, drank it. I was like, that tasted weird. And then <laughs> mom was like, you didn't take it from this bottle, did you? I was like, fuck. <laughs> you think the the winner of this game, like like a Big Ten championship trophy or rivalry trophy, like Jerry Jones gets Jeans Friday now? Yes. Oh, he probably took Jeans Friday anyway. Yeah. He probably, Jerry Richardson probably called him up and was like, just do me one solid. I want you to have this Make sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, do you think the Cowboys are good? The Cowboys are very good. Okay. Think the Cowboys are legit good. I think the Cowboys are better than you think they are. I think they're better than oh, the Packers. I think they're very – you think they're better than the Packers? Yeah. I have to see them do it for like – I mean, there were only four games in. I, I give the benefit of the doubt to – the team that went to the NFC Championship right now, game last year. Right now, I think they're better than Packers. Um, More complete team. Okay. Uh, all right. Next up, Bears-Lions. All right. So, it's the Lions, but Justin Fields looked awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very excited. It is the Lions. It is the Lions. He had another great fumble recovery. Another great fumble. Leads the league in excellent fumble recoveries. Um, I'm pretty sure Matt Nagy gave up play calling. Because he hinted at that midweek, and then also the Bears actually looked competent from an offensive standpoint today. So that lends me to believe that he gave it up. And so if he did give it up, uh, the stat goes, in the the last two years, when Bill Lazor has been calling plays, seven games, 27.7 points per game. When Matt Nagy has been calling games, 12 games, 18.2 points per game. So a difference there of nine points per game. is it, Stop calling plays, Matt Nagy. Is, it, is your only clue that the offense was good? Yeah, today? no. That's it, why well, it, it he hinted it. He did. He someone a reporter asked him, and he was like, he he kind of like gave a wink, wink. I'm not calling the plays, and so I'm sure he'll try to take credit for it sometime midweek. But Justin Fields, like he. He looked good, and he throws it deep, and like that's the difference. Like Darnell Mooney becomes a real receiver when you can throw it deep. It's it, th- like Andy Dalton, nice guy, really nice guy, and I'm sure Matt Nagy still thinks he's a starter, but he can't. There's no deep threat. You can't throw it deep. Like they were taking shots down the field, and it looked awesome. And guess what? The best part about today was Justin Fields didn't even really use his legs. Like he didn't have any wow runs, and that's a whole part of the offense that I would hope they unlock. And I hope David Montgomery is okay. I think he is. Uh, it sounded like he's probably just got like a knee sprain, so he won't be out for the season. But we also have playoff Damian. Mm-hmm. So a little piece of advice for Justin Fields. You should not be so good at route running because what you're doing when they put him out wide, when they were trying to like mix things up a little bit, now you're giving Matt Nagy a reason to put you in and then have you get split out wide and then have Andy Dalton try to complete a pass to you. You need to you need to act like Jake Cutler when he got split out wide. Stand up vertically. Don't try to be a hero. Don't even try to move, really. Yep. Just try to not get injured and not put anything good on tape that's going to make Matt Nagy want to use you as a wide receiver in the future. Here's the here's the difference between Justin Fields and, and Andy Dalton and why like Bears fans, we've all been just saying, play the fucking kid. Uh, so they played pretty much the same amount of time. I mean, Justin Fields has started two games now. Andy Dalton started three. He came out for half of one, obviously, against the Bengals. Uh, pass pass completions over 10 10 air yards. Justin Fields has nine. Andy Dalton has two. 
Like, that's the difference right there. You can Andy Dalton's a nice guy. Dink and dunk. He's a backup quarterback at this point of his career. Play the kid. I don't fucking care. Like, if Matt Nagy sees what, what Justin Fields is capable of after today, because he was dropping dimes and doesn't keep playing him, that, like, I, he should be in jail. Jail. We already said he should be what, in the Hague. Yeah, in the Hague. In the Hague. Jail. Uh, Dan Campbell had some real manalytics cooking out there today. They were yeah. down by 10 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And he went for it on fourth down. Uh, probably could kick, what, like a 35-yard field goal, bring so, it to within one score. But in Dan Campbell's uh, mind, what are you going to – what does winning this game accomplish if you're the Lions? I think he might have thought they had the first down. Really? There's no other explanation. For people who didn't watch the game, the Lions had fourth and one with like three and a half minutes left on the five-yard line, and they're down 10, and they ran a fourth down play and didn't convert it. Yeah, so why not Why not just kick the field goal, stay within the number? I, I Everybody's don't happy. You don't have... He doesn't have to win any games. You have a little bit of momentum. Like, the Bears kind of took their foot off the gas, and it was kind of getting that weird, uh-oh, what's going to happen here, zone, and they that would have extended the game and put pressure on the Bears. Instead, the opposite happened, and Man, the game was over. Man Campbell's analytics say seven points is more than three points, so we should try to get – we should try to maximize how many points we can get. And so he's like, fuck it, I'll go for the seven – Instead of going to make it a one-score game. I can, I, I can tie it with a field goal later. Yeah, later. We can worry about the kicking game later. I'll, I'll push that off till the end. I'll do the hard work now while it's in front of me. I'll uh, put off to tomorrow what you can do today. Uh, but, yeah, d- didn't really make a lot of sense from a numbers or logic no, or mental capacity. None. I'll put it this way. Uh, Maryland State record holder Rex Ryan, when it comes to creativity and problem solving, could have seen that if you go ahead and you kick the field goal now, then you extend the game, you can get seven points later. Correct. Um, but Dan Campbell didn't see that way, and that's why Dan Campbell's Dan Campbell. I don't really have a problem with anything Dan Campbell does as long as his team keeps playing hard for him. Yeah, but that was very stupid. And also the Lions, I, f- I do feel bad for the Lions. I mean, I was very happy watching that game. Justin Fields made me very, very happy. Um, it, it was like a joy was brought back in my life after the debacle that happened last week. But the Lions... The Lions, they they remember how last year we were we would talk about how the Falcons just invented new ways. The Lions, they break records that are just insane. So they had they went one for five in the red red zone, not one for five like they scored once out of five, like or not like they they like kicked a field goal instead of getting a touchdown. They scored once out of five in the red zone. Not only that, but in their first three drives, first three drives of the game, they got inside the 10 and came up with zero points. Fumble, fumble, and turnover on downs. That hasn't happened since 1993. That's, I mean, it's that's an insane was Lions Was it also the Lions thing. then, too? I don't know if it was it also the Lions. It probably was the Lions. But it's like, that's such an insane, th- think about it, to go, to drive to the 10-yard line or, like, closer to the end zone. So I think they got to the five in one of them. And come away with zero points on your first three drives, that's really, really hard to do. There are only a few things I need to see out of the Lions in every game this year. One, keep Jared Goff healthy. Yep. Have him throw a couple touchdowns. Don't don't embarrass Jared out there. He's playing hard for you. Uh two, stay within the number. Didn't accomplish that today. And number three, give me one cool highlight from Panay Sewell that I can watch during yeah. the week where he just like... Jeff, flat- Jeff Schwartz can show yeah. us with his spoon. Yeah, I want, I want to see Panay Sewell like 
absolutely smashing a linebacker through the crust of the earth. Yes. I want to see some a, a cool highlight like that come out where I can be like, that is a cornerstone for the Detroit Lions for the future. Yes. Uh, All right. I'm looking at the Lions because we got to find them a win. Um. Oh, man. Let's go win hunting. All right. Let's go win hunting. Actually, I think at Vikings and at home against the Bengals, they could win one of those games. They could win at home against the Bengals. And they then, could you know win they, at home against the Eagles. The Eagles, and then even at the Steelers, they might. I don't know. Yeah, they'll get a win. They will get a win. The Lions will get a win. They they they, they had the Falcons later, and then they play the Packers Week 17, who probably have already won the North because they always fucking win the North. Yeah, they'll get a win. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. They'll get a win. I can't believe we're already in October. Yeah. So the, um, the Steelers going on the road to the Steelers. Dan Campbell feels like a guy that should have some sort of Pittsburgh connection. Yeah. Somewhere in his history. Yes. I know he's from Texas, but he definitely has like an uncle he a used nana, to visit yeah. in Pittsburgh that worked in the coal mines. Yes. Um. But yeah, the Lions. I do feel bad for the Lions. But I'm a very happy boy today. But yeah, I feel bad for Lions. All right, next up, Browns Vikings, the game that the Red Zone channel forgot. We actually had this happen in like the third or fourth quarter. We're like, wait, is like there a delay or something in the Browns Vikings game? Because they have not shown it for so long. It just stuck. And the, it, it was the craziest type of game because the Vikings w- marched down the field. It, like 80 yards, 14 play drive to start the game, score seven, never scored again. Mm-hmm. And we just like, w- and then we saw that one moment where the Browns had like 15 plays from the one yard line. Um, but it was, yeah, that was a stinker of a game. Two teams that know each other well because of their coaching staff. It was, it was a really bad game. Kirk Cousins, 20 of 38, 203 yards, one touchdown, one interception, a 9.9 QBR. Dude. Now, in terms of his interception that he threw, I actually think that the way that Cousins played today is almost a formula for how they can win against good teams down the line. Because the interception that he had was basically a punt. If he can just direct his interceptions downfield when he throws correct, and manage the game, the, the Vikings could have very easily won this game. I actually have a theory. Are I think maybe the Vikings are going to take the place of the Philip River San Diego Chargers. Because they've played four games now where they've all been kind of like low-key, this game sucked, but it was still a one-score game. Thrillers, one-score game, like could go either way. I think they might take the mantle for us. I think they might be the team that no matter where you think you are in the game, like it's always going to come down to the last possession, and either Kirk Cousins is going to be like trying to drive and get pass interference calls, or their defense is going to be trying to get off the field. Like They might have that. Ability, which we need that in the NFL. We need that one team where no matter what, come the witching hour, you can expect them to be like, all right, well, this game's a fucking toss up. And, and they'll finish like eight and nine and be like, all right, well, they could have, they could have finished 14 and three or they could have finished three and 14. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to get their skulls bashed in by too many teams and they're probably not going to blow out any real bad teams yeah. either. Uh, the Browns. The way that they won today is how the Browns will continue to win by chunting them to death. Well, I actually think it's not even the chunting because oh, there was there was a a chunting today. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying the their defense is incredible. Yeah, defense is really good. Their defense has given up 20 points in the last 10 quarters. They're playing incredible football. If you can chunt on offense and then you can play the defense that they're playing, they're going to be able to beat most teams. Baker wasn't good controlling the clock. The the best thing Baker did today was scrambling through the pocket. Baker probably took like two minutes off the clock himself just running around the backfield trying not to get hit he was not good but I, I really do think that like the Browns defense is 
the way they've played the last two weeks, two and a half weeks, and they're the classic team where it's like, hey, they can get pressure with four. Because mm-hmm. they can, and they're. Did you see, by the way, that Miles Garrett like glitch play? Did you oh, see last, last week? week where he teleported? Where he actually he teleported glitched. into the a gap. It yeah. was fucking insane. Uh huh. He's so fucking good. It so, looked like he was on ice skates. He started out on the outside. I think he was like lined up over the tackle. Yeah, and then he just teleported into the a gap. It was crazy, but yeah, I mean Miles Garrett, like that defense is playing really, really good, and I yeah, I mean. Ba- Baker was bad. He was bad. He mm-hmm. was the, he, like he did not have a good game. So if you get a even like B plus game from Baker, I feel like the Browns win this game easily. And if your jacked up punter doesn't think that he can run with the ball or try to throw a pass off yeah. a broken play, that's also a bonus. I think he had seven punts today. I think there was just punts seven all over punts, the place. Average forty yards on this, seven punts, pretty good. Yeah. This uh, let's go to actually the a nice segue to a team that just didn't punt, which is the biggest flex of all time. The Chiefs didn't punt. The Chiefs didn't punt against the Eagles. Didn't they have a streak last year where they had like ten quarters without a punt? It's something it's, stupid it's like insane. that. It's insane. Like I, I guess it's just because of the teams I root for that I just can't comprehend it. But just imagine like going into a game and and your punter just not nah, just stand there like you're not coming in the game. It'd be sick. The That's, Chief- I, all I know is punts. My life is just punts. The the Chiefs are always walking a fine line between cute and too cute. And today they found the very perfect balance. Patrick Mahomes, by the way, I think if you told him he only could throw the ball underhanded, he'd probably be like the 20th best quarterback in the league. So I, I wrote this down. That's going to go bad for them at some point. Just, I'm excited for it. I'm calling my shot. Like on a Sunday night, Monday night game, they're going to do the shovel pass and someone's going to intercept it. So what Because gonna, it is like they did it twice today. They've been mm-hmm. doing it a lot. They're trying to cute their way out of they it. They are. Yep. So I I think that's going to get blown up at some point and everyone's going to be like, oh, look at them. They're trying to get too cute with it. So that's probably something's probably going to happen next Sunday because it's going to be Chiefs oh, yeah, Bills. versus Bills. So what Andy Reid's doing right now, he's putting this on film because he's going to run a variation of one of these plays. He's going to do that and then do like a little loop-de-loop and then throw a fucking touchdown blindfolded to Travis Kelsey, and then Tyreek Hill is going to do a flip, and the Chiefs are going to be awesome. Well, what they did today was they had Travis Kelsey pretend that he didn't know what was going on with the play and like put his hands up in the air, like, yes. I can't understand what's going on. And then they snapped the ball, and he ran out into his route, and it was perfect, and Andy Reid was just back there like, holding his fingers together like Montgomery Burns or a mad yeah. scientist, like perfect. Andy Reid got his 100th win as a chief. Second today. second team. Second team that he got only, it with. Only coach to ever do that. Yep. 100, 100 wins with, with two different franchises. Also Patrick Mahomes, 50th start, 40 wins. Pretty good. That's fucking insane. 50th start, 40 wins. Um, poor Nick Sirianni, dude. I, like... <laughs> It's so funny watching like watching that game and and the the number one rule is you don't beat the chief Chiefs with field goals and Nick Sirianni was like I'm going to beat the Chiefs with field goals. I'm going to be the first. He just he even the the start of the game he was like a fourth and three. He's like I'm going to kick this field goal and we're going to three point him to death. And and then you just slowly as the game goes on he keeps kicking field goals. They keep scoring touchdowns and then you look up at the at the scoreboard and you're like wait we're down twenty. How'd this happen? I, I also think Nick Sirianni got gun shy because he scored three touchdowns that got taken off the board due to flags. And yeah. so he was like, you know what? I don't think we can score a touchdown without getting a penalty, so let's just kick field goals when we're down in the red zone. You just can't you can't beat the Chiefs with field goals. I'm looking it up right now. Also, shout out uh, Chris Jones, the fumble recovery. 
probably the most relatable thing that happens uh, on a football field is when a defensive lineman tries to pick up a football and score, like stay on their feet and scoop the scoop the ball and score, knowing that they've been taught a million times over to just fall on it. But in that moment, they're like, this is my moment. I'm going to get all the glory. And watching them like kick it and like the yakety yak song starts playing. This, the ball went off a ref. It was very, very funny. And I also just feel really bad because I know that defensive linemen, like they got these big fucking hands and they're trying to grab this ball, this slippery ball, while also keeping their feet. It never works out. It's always funny. And I want them to always try to do it. Fuck falling on the ball. Give us the funny moment. Ironically, you know who has really good hands? Who? JPP. Yeah. On, on as, as far as defensive linemen he go, does. No, he, he does. No, re- he really does. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is like doing addition by subtraction. I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, most defensive linemen when they get it, it's just it turns into just like somebody who does a dizzy bat race trying to play putt putt golf. It yeah. doesn't work out. All right, here we go. Uh, fourth and three at the Kansas City eleven to start the game. Field goal. Nick Sirianni. I don't know what you're thinking there. Uh, Then they go, uh, let's see, I think it was fourth and seven at the KC7 field goal. So that's that's two where they're just like, hey, we're going to field goal these guys to death. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then they go again in the second half when they're down eight. He's like, oh, my God, fourth and goal at the three field goal. I didn't know he did that from the three. So what yeah, he really in? did. That was in the second half. Uh-huh. He really did try to field goal them. He he tried to beat them with field goals. Well, let's see how many field goals would have taken to beat the Chiefs today. How many points did the Chiefs have? <laughs> forty two. Forty two. What's forty two, Billy? Quick. Thirty. Forty two uh, divided by three. Fourteen. Fourteen field goals. Fourteen field goals. Fifteen to win. 15 14, was, fourteen to tie. tie. So he was close. Good strategy. <laughs> he was close. Oh my God! Um, he changed, I think, from a red or from a pink highlighter to a red one today. Uh, that he sticks in his visor. The um, I think actually next week I'm going to call it right now. The Bucks, the Eagles at the Buc- or sorry, the Eagles at the Panthers. That might be a like loser leaves town game because it feels like if the Panthers lose at home to the Eagles, they are not for real. Yeah, and it's, it's Eagles, for real game. Yeah, and if the Eagles end up being one and four after starting one and zero, like they're it's over. Who's favored in that game? Uh, That's let's play. It. Guess whose line who's is lines? it anyway? I'm gonna say Panthers by two and a half. I'm Hank. gonna say Panthers by three and a half. Hank, thoughts. Whose line is it anyway? Guess whose line is it anyway? Panthers, one and a half. One and and one, half. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Okay. Tell us. Ooh, this is my favorite game. I hope it's not in the Vegas zone. Please. Please don't. Panthers minus four. Whoa! Four. I won. One nothing me. Wow. Four. Okay. That's probably right, you know? They, I think they got that, that right. That line's probably going to move down one no, and a half No, they probably points. got that right. They probably got that right. Um... All right, before we get to the next game, PFT, you got a quick word from our friends at Coors Light. Yeah, right? I love Coors Light. I was drinking Coors Light last night, actually. Coors Light, the mountains were an all-time record blue. It's football season. You guys know the mountains are blue. There's no better beer to drink in the world if you're tailgating or if you just need some time to chill. If you feel like you're always on, you need a moment to chill, 
you got to hit the reset button. You got to smash the reset button, get ready for what's next, because these days everything is go, go, go. But there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans, they turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. I actually had Jake look up the Pantone for me last night. Jake, was that the bluest blue that we've ever had? It was up there, I for think sure. it was definitely on the Mount Rushmore of blues. And when you crack open a Coors Light, it's perfect for chilling. It lightens your load. It takes you to a better place. It cools you out. Coors Light is the perfect refreshing beer for chilling, and especially for tailgating. College football season and NFL season, Coors Light is the one that I choose when I need to unwind. When you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or with the Instant Cart. Go to CoorsLight.com slash take. CoorsLight.com slash take. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right. It's time, Billy. Jets, Titans, Zach Wilson. Wow. Took a big step today. Zach Wilson. A winner. Wow. It was his coming out party. It was it amazing. Was. Mm-hmm. He threw half as many interceptions as he did the week before, wow. which was half as many as the week before that. Oh, so, wow. So, so next so week next he'll week, only throw half, half an interception. Half an interception. Half and he'll never throw zero interceptions. Right. right. It'll be like the arrow will never hit the target. Right. But uh, he made a couple mistakes. Uh, he should have thrown it away on third and goal, uh, but he got sacked for a loss. They were going to go for it on that uh it was third and one, and then it was fourth and six, and that's why they kicked the field goal. But there's places he could have improved, but he, he was the player that I thought he always was and that I've been trying to convince you guys he is, and he threw absolute bombs. How's yeah, it? no, the, the bomb to Corey Davis was awesome. Multiple and, bombs. Billy, the nice part about watching Zach Wilson and the Jets with Billy is every time he scrambles, Billy just screams out he's off-platform. And uh, it's it's fun. It's fun to to be like, oh shit, he's off platform. He's deep alert, platform. Alert. alert. <laughs> that's when he's yeah. the most dangerous. He's on parlor. Watch out. <laughs> he get yeah. He gets real real crazy <laughs> with his takes. <laughs> but you're right because when he does kind of like step out of that box and you don't know what he's going to say or yeah, do, exactly. That's when he hurts you. When so, he's in the pocket, just posting normally. Yeah, you right. can like read his eyes. You know, guy from his mama. Yes, yeah. that is true. That so, is true. I so I was thinking about it more um, going into today. I I did take the Jets not just because AJ Brown and Julio Jones were out, which you have to mention w- with the Titans losing this game. But thinking about it, like going back and thinking about it, the Jets played Week One. They played the Panthers, who up until today were playing very good defense. But the Panthers Week One on the road, tough task for a rookie. Then Zach Wilson played. I would argue the two best defensive minds in the NFL in Bill Belichick and Vic Fangio. So having to then play the Titans who have had defensive problems, like this was, this is probably more what Zach Wilson is than the first three weeks. So you have to be excited if you're a Jets fan. Like that's a win if you're a Jets fan because their defense is actually playing really hard and playing well. Well, think, yeah, think about this. So, uh, they had four. The defense was on the field for forty minutes, and they only let up two touchdowns. And they sacked Ryan Tannehill seven times. Yes, yeah, it was insane. so. Yeah, so the Jets, like, if you're a Jets fan, this actually, I know it's just one win, but this is a big win because you saw Zach Wilson, you saw the flashes, the the throw to Corey Davis was fucking sick. He he had the big plays, the wow plays. The defense is playing hard for Robert Salah. Salah. Um, and yeah, if you're a Jets fan, like you legitimately should be. This is probably the best day for New York football in like a decade. If you're a Jets fan, you have to be happy with everything that you saw on Sunday, except for how often fucking Fireman Ed 
is on TV yeah. doing those Uber Eats commercials. The man abandoned the franchise, and you know that he's just waiting to come back in full force, get back in the stands as soon as Zach Wilson starts to turn into the quarterback that Billy believes that he is. Fireman Ed, I'm sorry, you're a fraud. You're out. You self-selected out, which I think that every grown man should have the right, right to yep. do. Your body, your choice, your Fireman body, Ed. You should be able to, to abort your franchise decisions. Mm-hmm. But Unless you're a you, Texans or Cowboys fan. But you can't come back. Well, you can, but just only oh, okay. before week six. Got it. People are going to get mad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you so, guys politics? But Billy, like, <laughs> Fireman, Fireman Ed, he's trying. You can see it in his eyes. He wants to come back. Yeah. Br- let br- He'll Billy's brain show catch up real He'll quick. He'll probably. <laughs> I got <laughs> so off track. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, like, All right, here we go. And then you guys went off the tangent. Yep. Uh, I actually, this may be over, you know, getting overconfident, but I think they're going to shellac. The Falcons. A shellacking. Oh, the Falcons. We're going to shellack them? In London, yeah. After 40 minutes on the field? I, I think the defense is going to be off the field. No, I'm, I'm saying like 40 Like that's a long flight after 40 minutes on the field. Right. But I think, I think they're in for shellacking. Yeah, make sure you hydrate. I think New Yorkers travel better than Georgians. Oh, and so yeah, great. there you go. Yeah, okay, all right. Um, do better overseas. No, but I, that I was a legitimately exciting game for like it's similar to the Giants when I was saying like Daniel Jones, you should be excited. Like if you're a Jets fan, that is probably the best day you've had in a couple of years. I mean, when a rookie quarterback has success, it's like okay, they're successful. But when you see like those flashes yes. of greatness, yes. Like, that's yes. unteachable. It would be, tough. It would be yes. tough if you had to go another couple weeks without seeing those flashes. Just, like, telling yeah. everybody, trying to convince everybody those flashes will be there eventually. But you have something yeah. to look forward to because you saw a little bit of it today. Yeah. Pandora's box. It's, it's like, out of the bag. It's, yeah. When I saw Justin Fields throw, Zach. When I yeah. saw Justin Fields throw deep, that's all you need. You just need those flashes. But, that will that will tide you over. But you get that rush every time he's scrambling. Yes. It's like whoa, like, yeah, whoa. He might he's, throw a bomb. Yeah, he might throw a touchdown. He may say right fuck now. it and throw an interception. Yeah, but it's growing pains. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, so, something exciting's yeah. going to happen. Yes, Billy, I actually completely agree. It is an awesome feeling to have because um, it doesn't like if you're used to rooting for a team that can't can't go vertical, and then now all of a sudden like oh fuck. What are we about to do? Bombs. It's an awesome feeling. Yes. Bombs. It really, yeah, they were bombs. Uh, I was disappointed in Fat Randy, though. I yeah. Thought, I thought that Fat Randy had a great opportunity to submit himself into NFL lore if he had made that field good, gotten us a tie. A yep. tie would have been a, a very funny result for this game. The game never ended. The, it yeah. went for seven hours. Yeah, if it had just kept going on and on and on and on, give us one more possession coming back with the Jets. Time enough for Zach Wilson to actually like win the game straight up. A walk off touchdown would have been great. But Fat Randy, the the field goal, it drifted wide left. Now we don't know if there was a root underneath the field That's like true. we saw in Cincinnati. We don't know if Fat Randy pulled a muscle or if there was something else that happened on it. But we do know that Fat Randy is back to looking thick. Yeah, thicker he was. than hell. And he's I think his arms have gotten skinnier, which that's listen, if you're a bigger guy. Uh, like myself, you need to make sure that you do some curls because if your arms look skinny and your gut is big, it's a really bad combo. Yeah, he had a layering problem. Well, he's always had kind of a layering issue yes. where he just he wears a couple sweatshirts underneath his pads. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that, but I, I think he actually has the sweatshirts that have pouches at the bottom. Yes. So when it pokes out the bottom of his jersey, you can't tell if that's his belly or if he's just, you know, got a couple hoagies in there for later. Listen, 
the uh, decision on how many layers to wear as a bigger man is life and death because you do want to layer because layering hides a lot of bad things. But then when you layer too much, remember, Hank, when we went to the NLCS 2015 Mets Cubs and I went like six layers and I looked like the fucking marshmallow man like that can happen very quickly. So you have to find that perfect spot of like. One, two layers, maybe, maybe a third, maybe throw on a fucking a vest, maybe, but you very quickly can go over the line and, and just be a blimp. It also doesn't help that he was being compared to Matt Amendola in the same game, and Matt Amendola is one of the new generation of kickers that grew up with a lot of mirrors in their house. He's like train spotting. Yeah, well, he's skinny, but he's also jacked as hell. Yeah. Like, he's definitely gone to the Steve Weatherford, what was it, arms? Yeah, like pumping. 30 yeah. arms zero or yes. whatever his, his yes. workout regiment was. You, it's tough to be, have, like, the side-by-side shots of you with that guy. You need... A dude that's more along the lines of the Sebastian Janikowski is to be compared to. They don't need this. Like the kickers, you know how they they had the revolution in, in golf when golfers all went from fat, like Tiger basically changed it. Like golfers all went from fat guys and just like John Daly types to or guys that just look like they've never been in a gym. They just fucking hit golf balls. To oh, we're athletes. We go to the gym all the time. Rory McIlroy when he like off season one year just put on twenty pounds of muscle. Kickers, let us have kickers still be the guys that we can be like, oh, I could take him in a fight. Either be fat or be one of the really wiry, tiny guys yeah. that looks vaguely Don't French do all that the time. To us. Like a Gramatica, the, a guy with a giant helmet that is so unathletic that you injure yourself celebrating a made kick. What's happened to the kicking position is it's become a race to get that extra like 5% distance on your kicks, which really only matters for the Instagrams that you post of you kicking the 72 yarders in practice. It's, it's a 5% extra distance that no coach will ever let you attempt in a game unless your name's Justin Tucker. Right. Anything, if you're automatic inside or, like... 50, or Nick Folk. Yeah, like 50... If you're automatic inside 52 yards or a decent kicker inside 52, you don't, you don't need to be jacked up to get that distance. On. Right. It's just basically so that you can post something on Instagram of you working out shirtless. Right. And then people will be like, yo, this guy's built different. Kickers posting on Instagram. It's tough. Gross. It's, it's really gross. It is gross. You would never catch me doing that. No, ever. 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 Never, ever. Never. Billy, any last words on Jets? Last point on the Jets defense. They have the least amount of passing touchdowns allowed out of the whole NFL. Oh, wow. Okay. And it would have been less if it wasn't for that pass interference call that led to the last touchdown. Okay. Nice, Billy. That's actually a great stat. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Titans, let's go to the next game. I think the Colts are going to probably win the AFC South, and I'm going to have to sweat out this pinky bet. I don't think so. I, don't I think, do. You're, I you're think basing so. that off a win against no, the, the Dolphins. No, the Dolphins stink. No, I know. But the Colts, like, I think the Colts are better than they've looked, and today they finally looked halfway decent, and they're going to start rounding into shape. I think this was a Colts desperation game. We have to get a win. The Dolphins stink. I think the Dolphins might officially stink. I think... Um, this is like Brian Flores might be one of those coaches that you have that one or two seasons on the way up where everyone's like, damn, he's an awesome coach. And then if you don't take the next step, it can it can unravel pretty quickly. Flores is going to go back to New England. It's it's bad, though. Like he, They don't look like a very good team. I, mean, I guess they fought hard against the Raiders last week. But um, him and Matt Patricia are just going to be standing around whatever cauldron Belichick has has in the back room, just cooking up weird defensive schemes. Yep. Flores, yeah, he doesn't feel like a, a head coach. That's I don't know. His defenses usually aren't bad, though, right? In Miami, 
You know they've been bad though this year. It feels like they're they're. I, I don't know. Something's broken, and then maybe you'd well, the, say the, the mission is just it's to be bad enough where the fan base won't revolt if you trade for Deshaun Watson, right? Which I think they're there. Yeah, I think they're officially there. You re- you have to really suck it up for a few games. For people to be like, yeah, we'll take the rapist. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, the, we can put that aside. I'm looking at the Colts' schedule real quick. So they have the Ravens next week, which will obviously be a tough game. But then they have a stretch where they're playing the Texans, the 49ers, which we'll get to with, like, they have a ton of injuries. Jimmy G is going to be out for a while. The Titans, the Jets, and the Jaguars. The Jets, Jaguars, and, and Texans, like, those are three games that the Colts could get fat on. Yeah, so I, I don't know. The AFC South is going to be weird. I just think that the I think the Titans and the Colts are going to do the thing all year where we just go back and forth, switching back and forth of like, does this team suck? Oh no, they're definitely going to win the AFC South. Like week to week, we're going to say that because think about it: the Colts started one and three, and they're only one game back. Right. Like the is AFC it, South, the Jaguars it, and the Texans, are, you just throw them away. It's just going to be a two-team race. And I, I think probably, I don't know, nine wins is going to – it'd be awesome if we had our first ever 7-10 conference champion. Yeah. Or, or division champion. I think it could actually happen in this division. Yeah. So Carson Wentz – I don't think either the Colts or the Titans are a good team. I think they're like right. – they're average – you know what they are? They're average teams that can play tough. Yes. They can play any opponent tough on any given weekend. They can step up. They can step up. They're they're both physical teams. Yes. And physical teams can be dangerous teams if you don't come ready to play that weekend, Big Cat. That's true. In the NFL, in the National Football League. Um, this is th- These are two teams where you'll get the analysts like Baldinger on Twitter who will absolutely fall in love with a couple guys that play like a, a backup or rotational defensive tackle and be like, this is how they're coaching them up in Indy. These guys want to win. And then they'll go out and they'll lose next week to the Texans. Yes. You know, like some weird shit will happen. Yeah, no, he'll he'll do a, a tape about Darius Leonard and be like, this guy is a fucking beast and enlist where he's from because, you know, not a Division One school, all yeah. that stuff. And, I mean, he I feel like Darius Leonard's good for like 15 tackles a game. Um, Carson Wentz didn't have a turnover. Good Congratulations, Carson. Carson Wentz. First time he had a rushing TD and a passing TD and no turnovers uh, since 2019. That's a full year. And he's one of those guys that he's he's one that you feel bad for. Yeah, if oh, you yeah. hit him late. Yeah, no, hasn't absolutely. he been through enough? He has. Yeah, I, I mean he's unless you're a duck, a duck, uh-huh. right? <laughs> a duck that's going to get you know put on his roof. Yeah, you you probably don't like him. Yeah, you probably don't care for Carson. If your mother is a duck, you probably don't like Carson Wentz. Um, all right, uh, Texans Bills. The most, the the craziest thing that happened in this game was that the game telecast went down for like five minutes because someone hit a utility pole in Buffalo. I love it. Yeah, pretty cool. Celebrate responsibly. Yeah, celebrate responsibly. But um, so yeah, and then Mitch scored. But yeah, the Bills just fucking destroyed the Texans. I think the Texans now are uh like. In that worst team category, Davis Mills, maybe not. Maybe not. Mills Mafia, down and also probably out. Uh, point, 0.8 QBR today. Mm. I need some of those stats about Davis Mills. If Davis Mills had, like, if he had punted left-footed every single play, would his QBR have been higher? I need to know just how bad things got for Davis Mills. 87 yards, 4.1 yards per completion, which... That's I think that's worse than the four interceptions. If you're yes. gonna have four interceptions, you need to at least be bombing it out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but this was to the Buffalo Bills credit. This 
is a game that they were supposed to win by 30 points, and they won it by 40. Yeah, no, the, so the this— Bill, The Bills are rounding into fine form. Yeah, the, the Bills are—like, next week is going to be a great test of where the Bills really are, but they fucking killed—like, they killed the Texans. It was never in doubt. Even Mitch got in, got a touchdown. Shout-out Mitch, MVP. Uh, but, yeah, they, they destroyed, destroyed the Texans. I still— I, like there's always one or two games that just fucks me up for the entire season. The Steelers Bills game week one is going to fuck me up for the entire season. Like I'm never going to get over that mentally. I don't know, and it's just it will. It's going to make me think the Bills have issues that they don't have, and make me think the Steelers are better than they are, and they're total garbage. So that game will change. Like they always say in gambling, like you have to like kind of readjust and, and and change how you think of teams week to week. I I cannot do that. I still don't understand how the Steelers beat the Bills. Is there a way that we can take the replay of that game off the internet and actually put it on film and then burn that film? That would be great. Because personally, it would help me, would help me visualize yes. it and be able to get over it. I don't know if there's a conversion service where we can do that, but we should look into it. But the Bills, the Bills are... I, I'm so excited for next Sunday night because the Bills... If the Bills win... Obviously, it's still all regular season. Who who the fuck knows? But if the Bills win in Kansas City next Sunday night, like they they are the prohibitive favorites to win the AFC Championship. I also like the fact that they shut them out. Yes, and that they scored twenty one points in the fourth quarter. Like I, I love it when people interview the defensive coordinator after the game, and the defensive coordinator goes, "Yeah, that was a point of pride for us this week to shut them out. We talked about it all week. We just wanted to be prideful in the way that we went about our business today." So I, I like the Bills' defense. What do you think the over under is going to be in Bills' Chiefs? Guess the line. Guess guess, guess the whose line is it anyway? I'm going to say. Wait, Bill, ask Billy. Billy, are these two teams that could put up numbies? Huge numbies. Yeah. Okay, so fifty-seven and a half. Shout out Dave for numbies. Are you taking the over or the under on the fifty-seven and a half? See how I feel later in the week. But no, no, you don't see how you feel. It's are those two teams? Oh, those are huge num- like over teams. Numbies, big numbies. Big numbies. I think I, fifty-four. I'm gonna say fifty-five point five. Fifty-six point five. Oh, oh Billy. Yeah, Billy wins. It's going 56 over. Fifty-six and a half. What is that? Uh, Sunday Damn. night primetime? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. No, Sunday night non primetime. As long as that it was a sick burn. <laughs> is, it, is it in Buffalo or is it in no, Kansas City? No, it's in Kansas City. I wish it was in Buffalo. Yeah. It would be awesome if it was in Buffalo. But it's a better test now that it's in Kansas City. That's a matchup of two Zubaz teams. Yep. Yep. It's going to be great. Yeah, the, the rat that stands in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I'm checking uh, the weather. Casey Wolf. Casey Wolf. He's a wolf? He's a wolf. He, he looks, looks like he does a rat. He's got rat-like tendencies. Um, all right, so let's do the let's do the other team that we just talked about, the Steelers-Packers, uh, because um, we talked about that Steelers-Bills game. So the Steelers are so sad. So, so sad. They have two plays. They have two plays that they run all game. They run... Uh, either Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool streaking down the sideline, almost out of bounds, and Big Ben tries to throw a big looping pass to him that either overthrows them or is out of bounds. And then they have a dump off when they need six yards, like that gets them three. And they had it happen twice today where it was two fourth downs that they passed the ball. 
before the sticks and got tackled like Juju Smith-Schuster tried to do the Kevin Dyson reach out in the Super Bowl and he was like four yards short. It was so sad to watch. I don't, we got robbed of the one Big Ben like play that was awesome uh, because we were watching the Jets Titans game, but like that was it. They they're just not good. They're not a good football team. I I had a different outlook on Matt Canada's offense. I actually wrote this down because I have the Steelers offense. I have this is how they script out their plays. First down, hand off to Najee. Second down, pass to Najee for the exact same amount of yards that he got you on first down, but negative in the backfield. Mm-hmm. So you're back to third and ten, and then third down. Throw two yards short of the sticks and then punt. But they do do the long pass. And that's once they yeah. get down by double digits. Yes. Then they'll throw a long pass to Johnson. That sometimes it'll also land like seven yards inbounds, yes. too far inbounds yes. for them to catch. But it's always that same pass where it's one guy running down the sideline, and Big Ben loves that throw. He did hit it for a touchdown, so that. That happened, and I think the Packers are very good. I really do. Yeah. I unfortunately think the Packers, uh, again, similar to what we just said with the Steelers-Bills, that Packers-Saints game will be like a huh for the rest of the season because I think the Packers are going to go on a tear. And, I mean, their their offense is very hard to stop. And I, they play just enough defense that it's, yeah, they're a really good team, and it fucking hurts me to say, and I hate Aaron Rodgers. but And I, he's got to cut his hair. I can't. Well, he can't do this and also look like a fucking asshole. You know what he's doing. So he says he's growing it out for a Halloween, Halloween. costume. I, I think we can safely assume that he's going to go as young Michael Scott from The Office for Halloween. Uh, I think that's pretty obvious, knowing what I know about Aaron Rodgers. They're gonna. They're he's gonna. Win. like slutty Tiger King. They're gonna win their next. Steve Steve Belichick. Yeah, they're gonna be Belichick. six and one heading into their game against the Cardinals. In uh, week whatever it is, they're playing the Bengals, the Bears, and the Washington Football Team. Uh, what do you mean? They're going to be six and one. They're going to beat the Washington Football Team. They're going to beat the Bears. That's they're going to beat the Bengals. Um, like they're they're a good football team, and they're going to. And Aaron Rodgers is going to. I'm sure now he like loves everyone in the Green Bay front office, and he's like, ah, uh, you know, that was all just, you know, I got a little crazy, but I've, we're going to win a Super Bowl. And then the only thing I can hope for, and I hold on to, is that the Packers like are the best team in the world at losing NFC Championship games. So that's all I got. I'm rooting for Aaron Jones, though. He yeah. has he had a special pocket sewn into his jersey this week, so he could keep his dad's ashes with him on the field. Love it. So he wouldn't leave it in the end zone by mistake. Roger Goodell's definitely going to find him. Ro- well, yeah, that's, Ro- that is definitely it's taunting. no. It, well, it's not only taunting, but like you can't wear different cleats. You can't alter a uniform. He had a pouch sewn into the yeah. Official, that's illegal. That's illegal. Unless Roger Goodell can figure out how to make money off it, and maybe he does. Like November is Dad Remembrance Month. Yeah, and then ashes. every player's. Every player that has a dead father wears their father with them. Then he can sell it online for money. Yeah, you sell the new jerseys, the custom jerseys for to carry your family's ashes. Football really is family. Yeah, for, yeah, it's it's Dad Month yes. in the NFL. Yes, Ash eating dead season. or alive, Dad Month. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I don't know. The Steelers though, like they have to. I, I really think Big Ben might just he should just retire halfway through the well, season. The good news is if Big Ben keeps playing this way, he's got to come back next year because Ben's like, I can't go out like this. Right. I, you, it's like if you're shooting in the gym, you got to go out on a make. Right. He's going to so, have somehow Marquise Pouncey's going to show up to the last game and they're going to sit on the sideline on the on the bench together being like, I didn't want it to end this way. It's not over. I can't, not I can't over. walk away like this. No, he's going to retire. He might retire in the middle of the season. I actually, yeah, I'm going to say it right now. I think 
It's bad, man. It's bad. What are they going to do? Go to Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, I think they might have to. Because I don't know how, like, you can't, he's, and, and it sucks because he still can throw the ball deep. It's not like a Drew Brees when he, when he physically could not throw the ball deep, or Peyton Manning, when Peyton Manning at the end, when it was like Peyton Manning gets shot up before every single game and he has like 15 minutes where he has zip on his ball and then it just loses everything, it just ducks everywhere. Big Ben actually can throw it. It's just his mobility is so hampered. He also gets scared anytime he gets touched. Yeah. The fumble that he had where he fell backwards and just dropped the ball was just because he got scared. And he throws any, any – and I feel like he's also scared to throw interceptions, so he throws it, like, way too far. I just – it's sad. It's sad to watch. I don't want to see him go out this way. It's just not fun. Like, even Phil Rivers was still Phil Rivers. Do you know what I mean? Like, Big Ben is not Big Ben anymore. If Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl and then retires after this year – I guarantee you Big Ben gets on the phone with Bruce Arians, his former coordinator. He's like, hey, I'd like to do with you what you did with Brady. And then Arians has to figure out a way to tell him to fuck off. Yeah, well, no, he might just be like, all right, let's do it. Let's throw it deep. But fuck it. Yeah. Let's throw it deep all game. I could see Ben seeing himself as the next Tom Brady to go down to Tampa Bay and get his career like a a one last run at a Super Bowl. But I don't don't think Bruce Arians is going to buy it. No, no. Um, It's sad. Big Ben, please retire. I don't want to do that. I don't want to watch you every Sunday. It like, actually I depresses I me. Do. It depresses I me. I still want to watch Big Ben every Sunday. It depresses me. It's it's very, very sad to watch. Um, all right. Cardinals, Rams. Kyler Murray is the MVP through four games. We should actually we should actually rename it to the Russell Wilson MVP. <laughs> the Russell of? Wilson uh, first half MVP. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray is the winner this year. Trayvon Diggs. He's mine. Kyler Murray's the winner this year. Uh, Kyler had another great sixty to zero stop that he put on today. He's insane. He's so he's so fun to watch when he when he scrambles around. Uh, it was a really fun game to watch overall, but I expected more from the Rams' offense early in the game. But, Matt Stafford didn't look that good. It was still like seeing those two teams' colors together on the field, just knowing that the Rams will be a good team at the end of the year. That's what made it fun, and also yes. the overhead. Uh, but if the Rams played in the first half. Like they played on that last drive of the game when the game was completely out of hand, and Sean McVay just got us the over because he's a nice guy with perfectly normal facial hair. Then uh, it would have been a much closer game. But obviously, the the Cardinals' defense I don't think has been talked about enough outside of Chandler Jones' first five game sack, correct? First five sack game. But today they played pretty well. Yeah, no, they're they they're a good unit, and Kyler Murray just. I, he's the MVP because he does like I. I think half the time Cliff Kingsbury isn't even drawing up plays. They're just like Kyler just run around and make something happen. He's like, okay, I got it, and he does that all the time. He keeps so many plays alive and makes like something out of nothing that no other quarterback right now playing at that level like can do. It's it's crazy because he does it all. They, it's fucking they, insane. They showed Cliff Kingsbury about two dozen times on the sidelines during the game. Not a single one of the time was he ever looking at the field. I don't think he looks at the field. He looks like he's just at a club high-fiving his friends that are passing by. He's just like chatting up his team, being like, hey, man, what's going on? He should have a vodka soda in his hands when he's on the sideline because he had the sunglasses on indoors, which, what the fuck, man? That's like I don't think he's so a vodka soda week. guy. I think he's like a, a tequila uh, on the rocks because he's like you know he's keto and he does a CrossFit gym. Maybe um, that's 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 the type of guy that he is. He's sure. like I just got into this the the agave or whatever the fuck it's called. Like it's got the lowest cows. Mezcal, mezcal, yeah. smoky. Yeah. yeah, I could see him doing just straight up sugar free Red Bull and vodka. Yeah, 
No ice. Nah, see, no that, ice because you get more. You get more. You get Cliff. more of the red. No, Bull. that's college Cliff. He's he. Listen, he's got money now. He lives in a nice fucking house in Scottsdale with the white leather. He's got to impress people, he's so like, he's got to drink. He's got to drink Christopher Moltisani's tequila. Or this is uh, Clooney brought this. Tequila yeah, Clooney by tequila. For me. Right, exactly. Um, the I was happy to see. This is going to sound weird. I was happy to see the Rams play poorly, knowing that like letdown games can still happen in the pros. It feels good. It feels good to know that like they they really did think they won the Super Bowl last week, and they were riding high. And to see like it it, it gives you a little sense of like. I know how the world works. That a team that wins a big fucking game is going to probably suck the next week. It felt good to have that normalcy. Also, Breakfast Club update, not so good. So, Cooper Cup had 13 targets. The next uh, most targeted receiver had six. So, Matt Stafford, is he now forcing it to his best friend who eats breakfast with every day? Okay, so who's number two on that? Is it uh, there was a couple guys with six. Uh, but thirteen to six is significant. It's still and a lot. And Cooper Cup only had five catches out of those thirteen targets. I still I think the offense is going to be fine in the long term. We're not we're not talking that much about how the Rams lost their running back before the season even started, and we just all assume because of the track record that they've had recently that they can just put whoever in there. And well, I, th- I think people talked about it. I mean, they went three and zero, and everyone said that they were the greatest team in the world. So I, I mean, I they they got. You know what I mean? Like you can't. I don't think they can't have, then be like injuries because they lost the game. I don't think they have a bad. I don't think that they have a balanced offense though. Well, I just I know that Matt Stafford didn't look good today. So it's like the the everyone was talking. I mean, everyone wants the Rams to be this great story, and Matt Stafford and I I do too. But you have to at least call it out when it didn't look good, and it didn't look good today. So I think that's fair. You can't then be like injuries because the, the first three weeks you agree, like everyone in national media was like, the Rams are the greatest thing ever. Matt Stafford, this is incredible. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer, so I'm, I'm guilty as well. So when they, when they lay a dud, and they laid a dud today, they don't get to them. They, I mean, they ran the ball actually very well today. 23 rushes for 121 yards. Who, but they split it up. Daryl Henderson. Darryl, no, Daryl Henderson ran it the most. 14. Yeah. 14 so attempts. They, I mean, they've been fine. I I just I think the Cardinals are just playing really really good football right now and they've got a little chip on their shoulder they got something to prove so Kyler Murray's my my Russell Wilson MVP count it I I, I like the Cardinals but there's something about them that well, it's their is, they're, they're not letting me buy in entirely it's to the Arizona the Cardinals it's the Arizona Cardinals but even still I feel like I don't, what, what we saw out of the Cardinals in the last couple of years especially like last year when it was supposed to be Cliff Kingsbury's offense is about to take over the entire NFL. And it didn't immediately do it. I, I have a very fine amount of patience when it comes to like having my expectations set that high for an offense. When it doesn't fulfill it in year one, then I just like shut it off, and I'm like, Kingsbury's a fraud. Well, it's not. It's not even not that. Mr. Offensive Guru. It's, and now this year, their offense is just like switching to an entirely new gear. Where Kyler Murray looks like, as you said, he's the first half MVP. Um, I was not prepared for the offense to take that big a step up. So mentally, I'm still in the middle of last year with these Arizona it's, Cardinals. It's, it's not even that. It's as simple as this. It's a visualization thing. The Arizona Cardinals wearing their road whites, playing in Green Bay, playing in New York, playing in Dallas, playing in name any like in New Orleans, they don't win those games. They just don't. That's a visual thing. That's mm-hmm. why you don't trust the Cardinals, and I agree with you. Like, if you think about, like, if you flash forward right now and it is the last week of January and the Arizona Cardinals are going to Green Bay, come on. 
Are the Cardinals? Come on. Are they? Like that just doesn't make sense in my brain. That's some teams just you don't make sense of them winning a big game on the road in a playoff environment in the cold. The Cardinals are borderline candy ass. Not necessarily with their uniforms, which are sometimes candy ass. But just as a franchise, they've got they've got kind of a candy ass vibe to them. Wait, is Larry Fitzgerald still playing? Nope. Do you retire? I think Loki. I think Loki. He's out. He's sneaky retired. Wait. He's I just be, thought of that. He's going to be a senator. He's a free agent. What? So he didn't retire. Larry Fitzgerald. I just thought of retired. this. That's fucking crazy. You did you think about that? He has Have not announced he is retiring. That? He doesn't feel the urge to play right now. So that's retired. That might also mean that he's going to come back for the playoffs, or, or he's waiting I for guess, the right opportunity. Yeah. So so what would that be if he was going to come back the later Arizona on the season? Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Would be the right opportunity. No, but I mean, like later on this season, when's the last that you can come back? It's like early November. Uh, be honest, poll in this room. Has anyone thought of Larry Fitzgerald this year? I, I have, have not until I, right now. I've thought of him. When? A couple weeks ago. Just casually? Yeah, it was like, where's Larry Fitzgerald? Is he still playing? Yeah. There was no big like announcement of his retirement. Nothing. Or, like, Literally retirement nothing until or... right this second that I thought like it popped in my head. That you I know was what like, I thought about fuck? him? It was uh, it was when they were playing the Vikings, and they showed a picture of him as a kid, yeah. as a ball boy for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, but that's crazy. Did he play last year? Yeah, pretty sure. Fuck, Larry Fitzgerald, you deserve a retirement, dude. What are you doing? All right. I don't know why I just thought of Larry Fitzgerald, but why, where the fuck is He'll he? He'll be back. Did he get hurt last year? I, 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 I don't know. No, he didn't. But A.J. Green, I guess, took his spot. Oh, you think he got... This is also one thirty in the morning, little time check, so one, I'm just yeah. thinking of Larry Fitzgerald. I actually, I do think that he's going to come back later on this year. And and play on the Cardinals? Play on the Cardinals, yeah. Especially if there's an injury. he play as tight end? That'd be Not sick. Not with that ass. I always wonder, I always wonder, definitely with that ass. That's a blocking ass. He's he got can a, block. He, no, I'm, I'm saying not that tight. He's got oh, a dumper on it, him. Got it, got it. Um, all right, Seahawks, Niners... Seahawks flipped it. They flipped it on everyone. They didn't score in the first half, and then they or they scored seven in the first half. And then they went bazinga in the second half. I this was. I don't really know how to judge this game because Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt and Robbie Gold got hurt, and there's nothing more hilarious than a kicker who's not a kicker having to kick. So it was the punter kicking, and then Kyle Jusic holding, mm-hmm. which is just a hilarious thing to watch. And like it was very clear it wasn't going to work. And then Trey Lance, I Trey Lance going from playing one game last year in FCS to being thrown in an NFL game, not as like a gimmick quarterback, but like, hey, you actually have to play this entire second half. That has to be the most, the biggest like mind fuck of all time. Yeah, when he passes, he reminds me of how Cap used to be on a bad day. Yeah, for the Niners, like he he's got a cannon. He's he, Joe Milton. He guns it. He can throw the dick out of the ball. Yeah, and it's going to go in the vicinity of where he's aiming. But yes. he, he doesn't have he doesn't have any of the touch, and he doesn't have the anticipation. So they have to run a different offense. Where Jimmy G, his offense is like almost entirely based on anticipating and then throwing a nice little like softball right. that will sometimes get to where the receiver's about to be. But Trey Lance, he just like fucking guns rifles it. it. He just Past guns people, it. over people, like at people's mm-hmm. feet. So Jimmy G has a calf. He says, hopefully it's one of those things where I'll just be out for a couple weeks. Yikes. So it sounds like they got real into the nuts and bolts of the medical diagnosis of it. Yikes. Kyle Shanahan's like, yeah, if, if you're lucky, you'll be alive tomorrow. <laughs> he, I actually saw the, he was like tearing up because someone, reporter asked if it was an Achilles. He's like, I hope not. It's like, wait. 
You don't know? Yeah, I don't know why they let him talk about his injury if yeah. he has no idea. He's just like, it feels like the back of my leg. Yes. My calves are cramping up real bad. Speaking of injuries, George Kittle's got to stop doing this to us. Because that he he is good for it probably once every like three weeks where his knee or some body part gets twisted and we sit here and we're like, well, that his career's over. Yeah. And then you look on the sideline and he's like just rubbing it a little bit. And then two seconds later, he's in catching a ball and getting smoked over the middle and like blocking everyone. He's a big war zone guy. I think that he believes that after his body gets turned into the letter Z in some crazy hit from a weird angle, he can just go to the sidelines and hit self revive yes. for like 15 seconds. And then he's like, okay, he hears the sound, maybe rubs the Joker tattoo on his arm real mm-hmm. quick. He's like, I'm good. Put me back in. I refuse to admit that I'm I'm injured. He just eats a pizza like in the old Ninja Turtles game. Yeah, you just walk. He gets all his life back. There's a medical kit that's on the ground on the sidelines. He just walks over it and yeah. absorbs it, and his health goes back yes. to 100. Yes, yes. Someone someone just puts like literally holds up a briefcase with with the red X on it or the the cross on it. Yeah, and like presses it up against him. He's like, all right, my life is back. He recharges, but I mean, I have no idea how he's able to do it. It's he is the ultimate example of mind over matter yeah where if you just if you truly believe that you're not actually hurt maybe you aren't really hurt also the true definition of like how insanely different athletes bodies are than the regular people yes because i, I watched that play and i like all my leg all my leg bones would be broken my hip bone would be broken my like neck would be broken everything and he's fine like the flexibility and the athleticism that these guys have, it's fucking insane. We actually should just, we should have that like a one day, one game a year where it's just regular people playing and just see, play the game until everyone's injured. It'd be like one quarter. Mm-hmm. It'd be very funny to watch because we think like injuries, oh my God, this guy's injury prone. Any of us go out there. We'd be injured in two seconds. Well, yeah, the caveat is it would have to be all of us that take turns going out on the field against other NFL players right. and just getting absolutely getting destroyed. Injured. Like pro pro versus Joes, yes. not pros. Like one of us versus an entire team of pros. If you had to go out there and play... it's I'm sorry, it's 136. Joe, pros Joe, versus Joe. Joe, yeah, Joe. You would... What would you say, like... Maybe five snaps before you get an injury. Pre-game warm-ups. Pre-game warm-ups. Yeah. It depends on what snaps. Yeah, it depends. But like you, with the caveat that you have to be involved in the action. Yeah, is so there, maybe is there three, one, half, half a play. Three, I could maybe before before the whistle is blown at the end of the play on play one. I'm getting at least two discs ruptured. Yeah, I'm just hoping that like I would fall correctly for the first one. And uh-huh. then the second one, maybe it's a false start. And then the third one, I'd break my neck. I think if if you let me kick off, I could I could kick off without getting hurt. And then run hurt. off the field? Yeah, like, like, the, like, dog? like the dog. Yeah. I would take my... I would pick that up dog my... dog at Boise. Fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he did. Yeah. Dude, what? Well, there's a new one. You almost had joy no, that I, you were able to tell think, me that. Yeah, I have joy. My dog's literally dying right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm serious. So yes, I have no joy telling you that the Boise dog died. That's not fa- that's not fair. We I just did what? That's not fair. But what it's you the just truth. Did. I have no it's joy not- in that. It happened like I don't know five months ago. It's sad. I remember I used my one. My dog just died. On like uh, a complaint to Jeff D. Lowe on the dozen. That was a big that mistake. That was a big mistake. I could have yeah. kept that in my back pocket. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I, like using the "Please God help us score a touchdown" in the preseason. Yes, yes, yes. The uh, what's her name? Al, 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 Al Was he on the team? 
Alarcon. I don't think he's on the practice team. squad, I think. Yeah, practice squad. Shout out that guy. Uh, and his the mom. Only other note I had on this game was Jamal Adams, the accessory king of the NFC West, is back. Yes. He had he's got more armbands on. Yes. Did you see the guy the the guy on Texas? He does the leg bands. He had like fifteen leg bands on. The little, the yeah, little the tiny, tiny ones. ones. Hilarious. Yeah. Maybe it's a Texas thing. You have to be good yes. to pull that off. You have to be very good. Because if you're bad and you try to do it, then that that just makes it easier for the coaches to cut you. People, yeah. Who's people, the armband guy? Yeah, he's out of here. People will clown you. Um, all right, Ravens-Broncos, to wrap it up, uh, Hollywood Brown gets his nickname back no, for no, one week. No, yeah. no, Why? no. Because he played well. Because we took his name away. Yeah, but I think I'm, he I'm hurt it us. Back. It's a motivational tactic for him that if he doesn't have the nickname, he's always in a state of trying to earn it back. But you got to give it back, and then we got to take it away. It's just a back and forth. Oh, tell you what, let's give it back to him during the week. Okay, it's gone on Friday's show. He he was good though. He had the big the big uh, deep bomb in the first half. I this was another. This was kind of uh, similar to the Panthers. The Broncos, I think, are okay. I think their defense is good. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, but he was playing poorly before he got hurt. The Broncos have played no one. And then the Ravens are a legit team, so you saw them have to step up in class, and the Ravens kind of were able to control the whole thing. And then we got to see Drew Locke, which was nice. Yeah, it was. I guess it was nice. Yeah, I mean, he's not... It was lovely to see him uh, able to play football still. Yeah, out there. Throwing just a pick. In the same way where you see like a friend from high school for the first time in 10 like, years. It's there. like, oh, hey, what's up, man? They did the How little, are you doing? They oh, did good. a little intro of him dancing on the sideline, like mm-hmm. on the broadcast. That was cool. Uh, Lamar, by the way, second 300-yard game in his career. Okay. So there it is. Good job, Lamar. He's got two now. Also, John Harbaugh kept the streak alive at the end of the game to get another consecutive game where the Ravens have 100 yards rushing. Oh, so nice. I forget how many streaks, what, what the streak's at right now, but they've got, shit, what is it? Uh, Harbaugh admitted after the game, he's like, yeah, that's why even though the game was well in hand, uh, we continued to run the football in the fourth quarter on that final possession just to keep that streak going. King of streaks. King of streaks. Preseason streaks. Yep. He John Harbaugh knows all the weird streaks that you talk about in the comment section. He's like I actually, Tim Kirchin. I think he's a commenter. Yeah. I think that if you search far enough, he's probably like on pro football focus. Like in the comment section, they're digging around for the real deep shit. Um, Le'Veon, yeah, 102. 102 yards. 102 yards. Uh, Ravens rushing. streak rushing. Also, Le'Veon Bell still in the NFL. Yep. When someone said that today, they're like, Le'Veon Bell's going to play today. I was like, for who? Yeah. Yeah, like what? Le'Veon Bell was on the practice squad this year. Le'Veon yeah. Bell has been in the league for, what, seven years? Actually, something tells me that Le'Veon Bell is one of those guys, when you guess how old he is, you think he's 33, and he's probably like 27. Well, running backs, that never counts for running backs. You can never do that with running backs, Jay, because they're always younger. Jake, can you look that up, see how old Le'Veon he's Bell 28. is? 28, 29. It, like, running backs... Uh, 29. Yeah, 29. 29. Yeah, that makes sense. He's just... Running backs age very differently. Oh, like, shit. It was 43 games in a row, the Ravens' streak, wow. of having a 100-yard rushing game. That ties the NFL record. So it, next week, oh, okay. Harbaugh so is definitely going to break yeah, it. So then it you, may, yeah, that makes sense it that does. he really wanted to, to keep that alive because you're that close. Because otherwise, you'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Who mm-hmm. cares? Like, that doesn't – but but John Harbaugh – like, the Harbaugh's definitely think in the back of their minds they – John Harbaugh is advanced analytically, clearly, 
but there's something deep down inside of him. The Jack Harbaugh is like in his head, like whispering, being like, "If you run the football, you win the game." Yeah. You if know? you have more rushing attempts yes. than the other team, you yes. end up winning. Yes. It's so, but it's one of those nice places where the Venn diagram of old school football and then math geeks kind of converge, where it's like, yeah, it's it, the number is absolutely correct. Right. The reason that you're doing it doesn't always mean like you're. It's a, it's a skewed stat to say if we run the ball more than the opponent, we win the game. Because you get ahead and then you start running right, the ball. Right. Whereas if you're behind, you start throwing it. But it's it's not wrong. But I love that he's doing it. Who are the Ravens playing next week? Um, they are playing. They have a good game next week. I think I just said who they were playing. I can't remember. Again, it's one forty-two right uh, now. Colts. Colts. So not a good game. So well, no, that's an old you know a revenge game. You do the, a city to, revenge game. Yeah, get to watch Mayflower. the trucks. Yeah. So they're going to get that record next week unless Kevin Costner's fucking John Harbaugh's wife. Yeah, in which or case, Darius they'll, Leonard they'll has, postpone the game. Yeah, or Darius Leonard has like, you know, fifty tackles mm-hmm. instead of his usual twenty-eight. They don't go on the road again until November eleventh. Wow, that's a little quirk. I like that, Jake. Oh, it's going to be a Monday night football game Four against the Colts. Games and a bye. Monday night football game against the Colts. They're going to play the Mayflower Clip. No, and they're also going to do. They're going. They might do an animation of it. Yes, which would be so cool. Yep, and then it will be like the two franchises since. Yep. Oh yes, as the trucks like go like this truck went past the Super Bowl line and then this one. Uh huh. Oh, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be really good fun. All right, um, great week four though. Awesome witching hour. Late games weren't that great, but overall, I would say four out of five balls. Well, yeah, four out of five balls is pretty good. My team won. Your My team, team won. won. Billy. Billy. Your team, Your won. team My won. team won. Hank. No. Uh, morally, it was a statement loss. Hank, where would you power rank your team in this room? This is a this is uncharted territory. One, I guess la- one. one. You're, yeah. you're the you're, the Patriots are, are are better than the Bears, the Jets, and the Washington Football Team without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. If we play next week, the Patriots will be favored against all of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Am I wrong? Maybe not the Washington football team. Probably the Bears and the Jets. I think the Patriots are probably better than the I Bears. I think they're better than the football team. If, it, I, if, if I'm being honest, defense, if you give me the truth, sir. If they fix their defense. Yeah. I guess you guys know. But, I mean, if they, fix their, if they no. fix their defense. No. Yeah, if you fix your defense. Yeah. And also, uh, Zach Wilson, when he gets to play Bill Belichick the second time, watch out, right, Billy? Jake, set a reminder. Billy said, I remember they're beating the Patriots in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, you know what's actually crazy? tied second in the AFC East. We have the NFL parody clock right inside the studio right now because the Dolphins, Jake's team, beat the Patriots, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lone win. So there you go. So the Dolphins are better than the Patriots, who are better than the Jets. The Jets. No, no, no. Who are better than the football team, who's better than the— Wait, they didn't beat the—how are the Patriots better than the football? I'm just saying hypothetically. Yeah. Better than the football team. Have they not played any common opponents? Why are you guys doing this? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? This is fun. Who have the Patriots? We got to figure out the pecking order here. <laughs> All right, we got this. We got the Patriots this. have only beat the Jets. Right. The Jets beat the Titans. The Titans beat the Seahawks. And who else did the Titans beat? Who else did the Titans uh, beat? Line, Tractor line, line. Colts. The, all right, and the Shed. Colts just beat the Dolphins. Who beat only beat the Patriots. The Seahawks beat the Niners. The Niners beat the Eagles. Eagles. 
The Eagles didn't cover the spread against the Cowboys. Eagles beat. Who did the Eagles beat? We're, we're starting to get into the, Who did the part Eagles of the beat season where I can't remember. Eagles beat the Falcons. No. <laughs> football team. Who did the Falcons beat? The Giants. The Falcons beat the, the Giants. Giants. Football team. The Giants beat the Saints. The Saints beat the Patriots. <laughs> no, back to the Patriots. What about the Jets playing the Falcons next week? No, stop. We, we were got, we're on something. The Saints beat the Packers. Okay. And the, the Packers, Packers beat, beat the, the Bears. No, they haven't yet, but yeah, sure. <laughs> in theory. <laughs> yes, like, in theory they have beaten them. Yeah. Yeah. So many times. They beat the Steelers. The Steelers beat the Bills. And the Bills, the Bills beat, beat the, the football team. Yeah. So and, there's that. And yeah. Yeah, then who'd you guys beat? So we beat the Giants. And the Falcons. And the Falcons. I don't I can't we can't sounds like the Bears might be number one. I think you yeah, can't you can't, can't connect get, we're walled off. The Bears haven't played anybody. We're walled off. Which is great. All right, let's get to football card. So <laughs> that was gonna be the people are gonna be so mad about that. It is one forty five. All right, uh football guy of the week's brought to you by Chevy. The strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. If you're an AWL, you know that the Chevy Silverado is the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. As truck guys, we know this 100% true. Silverado is strong, advanced, dependable, and hardworking. Football season is in full swing. It is time to up your tailgate game. So, the available multi-flex tailgate with six convenient configurations will give you a step up on your tailgate game. There's the primary tailgate, which opens up with a push of a button on the key fob, or from inside the truck, the inner gate folds to a large step for easily getting in and out of the bed. There's an easy access configuration where the inner gate folds down, allowing you to reach farther into the bed, and it also can become a desk or surface for your tailgating meal. That is that sounds like the greatest thing ever to take to a football game. Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado. We are football guys. They're football guys. The strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Chevy. Now, football guy of the week, Billy Go. So our first football guy of the week nominee comes from the Great White North in Canada, University of Regina quarterback Sawyer Bittman. <laughs> what? Regina? Regi- Regina. What is it? Yeah, no, University of Regina. Regina. Regina? Re- Re- University of Regina. Yeah, so basically this dude and a big upset of Calgary, who apparently is the Alabama of Canadian are you, college football. Are you specifically trying to avoid like co- like American college football in NFL? You went high school to CFL? No, no to this college is, this football is in Canadian college football. Are you trying to troll us? No, we're getting close. Are you trolling us? Okay, are you, if you guys have seen this video, no, he scores fine. a touchdown, University. he jumps to the end zone, he's gushing, like, leaking blood out of his face, and he's giving a sideline interview, and he's, like, talking to the reporter, and he's, like, spitting blood at the reporter just talking about scoring, and it's a really awesome video. <laughs> okay. Check it out, but it was in a huge upset of Calgary, which is the best who was number one at the time so it was a big underdog win and this guy was just balling out there, there's out definitely his face. there's a method to how billy chooses his football guys of the week you either have to be bleeding or drunk yes and then billy's <laughs> like yeah okay i'm it's, gonna pencil you in it's like old school <laughs> wrestling okay, this is yeah, this is it's col- like underground wrestling <laughs> this is college football american thumbtack sticking okay. out of his back <laughs> he threw him through a cell you should actually try to recreate like attitude era wrestling and see if we catch on <laughs> It's a great video. Anyway, our second nominee is Case Hatch, fullback for Arizona State. Okay. Yeah. This is so he uh, broke his second face mask 
of the season on a huge uh, come across crackback block and he wants to take all of his broken face masks because he thinks there's going to be more of them and put them on a chain. I like that. That's, them around. Okay. That's, our, that's pretty right. baller. We're yeah. warming up. Yeah. That's good. I like that one. My third nominee for Football Guy of the Week is Vanderbilt head coach Clark Leah, who headbutted a player after an interception, and in his uh, postgame preference, he said, I guess in my heart I am still a fullback, always seeking contact. Uh-huh. Love it. Human body craves it. The fourth is Joe Judge. Joe Judge said, if XL was uh, the key to winning football games... Is that games, XL like the shirt size? or? Excel. Excel. No, like the spreadsheet. Like we the talked spreadsheet. about this last yeah. week. I know. We mentioned it, but he's on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Excel was uh, the key to winning football games, Bill Gates would be killing it right now. Great Joe Judge that's Cook. A, that's a, he also he put did, it on the books. Didn't he say like he's not afraid to go for it? I don't I don't live in a place of fear. Exactly. I like that. I like when football coaches get real introspective. Joe Judge is the type of football guy right now where he like if he could just get everyone to 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 buy in like maybe 115%, they could win a Super Bowl. But more than likely than not, they're all going to be like you fucking suck, dude. I'm done running laps. You're fired. Well, almost the problem is the the more he pushes to try to get above the 110% that he demands, the more he'll probably end up alienating some of his good players, but also at the same time the more Dave Gettleman will love him yeah, and be like, I'm glad that you're making your team hate you. That's, yes. you, that's how I know you're a great hire because yes. you're a real old school football guy. He, he's, he's, oh man. Quick uh, shout out to last week's winner, Connor Davis, the Poplarville offensive lineman with the stack of pancakes. He won. Wait, why was he eating pancakes? Because he likes pancake blocks. Because he's an offensive he, lineman. He, he, will, he likes to eat pancakes as well, according to his photo. But does he eat them? I, I think when he has a bunch of pancake blocks. And he also does them. He does them. He eats them. And what does doing them mean? Hank is going to kill me. Um, all right, let's get to, <laughs> let's wrap up with who's back of the week. I vote for the Arizona State fullback. Uh, me too. Uh, Cash App, who's back of the week, brought to you by Cash App. Cash App is back. The stock market is back. Investing through Cash App is back. Buying and sell Bitcoin is back. Download the Cash App, enter the referral code Barstool, you receive $10, and they will now send $10 to ASPCA when you download the Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today. Okay, Hank, who's back of the week to wrap us up? Mine's back of the week is baseball. All right. <gasps> Crazy that, weekend in baseball. Yeah. There was a lot on the line for a lot of games. Uh, there was a chaos scenario that un- that could have unfolded today in the AL with the wild card and, and there being a tiebreaker. But it worked out where the Red Sox and the Yankees both won. Uh, kind of dramatically, the Yankees won in a walk-off. The Red Sox won on a, a go-ahead home run in the top of the ninth. So they're going to be playing each other in a one-game wild card on Tuesday in Boston. So I'm, it's, I'm, it's exciting. It's I'm that time sad. of the year to, to jump on the, the baseball bandwagon. Well, you did it a month ago. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've, been, I've been on the bandwagon, but... I'm sad the chaos didn't happen because I just wanted to see how it all got sorted out. Like, I feel robbed by the fact that we spent all day talking about all these scenarios and then it was just like, oh, yeah, there's no extra game. I'm, well, I want to see a game yet tomorrow. Yeah. I want to just have a, a game at, like, 3 o'clock The tomorrow. Blue Jays and Mariners were both, like, good stories. The Blue Jays have been playing really well and the Mariners obviously not being in the playoffs for so many years. twenty. So the stat... It would have been cool, but I'm happy. It, obviously, it didn't. it wasn't... I would have been cool if it was like the Red Sox were in and then it was a three-way tie or whatever, but... I would have liked it just to see how uh, Rob Manfred's plans 
like when he laid out the scenarios for how these tiebreakers would be resolved, I would want to see a scenario where it ended up that they ended up having to play like a doubleheader starting at 10.30 a.m. Because this was the one scenario, the the nightmare scenario for the league office. I I want to see his decisions get exploited to their fullest extent. But, I mean, Yankees-Red Sox, good for baseball. Yeah, it is good for baseball. Hank, how are you feeling? Are you... Are you fully like what? What will happen if they lose? I'll be devastated. Okay, more devastated mm-hmm. than tonight, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean Garrett Garrett Cole in the bump. This is why you pay him all the money. Hopefully, the Red Sox can uh, can fuck his day up. Mm-hmm. Especially, it's just it's one of those things too, where obviously you know I'm not going to pretend like I watch 162 games in the regular season. I have watched you know a bunch this last month, uh, but. The added factor of, you know, Jake Marsh and all the other Yankee fuckhead fans that we have to deal with and see and interact with every day. Oh, wow. It, fuckheads. It means, it means more. Jake Marsh is uh, a real fuckhead. Yeah. When I think fuckheads, yeah, F- I think he's it's a, Jake Marsh. He's an F-U-C-K head. Yeah, when you think of just Guido New York, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. asshole fans, <laughs> you got Jake Marsh right, right in your head. One thing I don't want to see happen. But we have such a wide variety I, of every type of Yankee fan in the office, and, like, it's they all come together and, and it just become one insufferable force. Yeah. I, do we really have a wide variety? Yeah, of like them? Marty Mush is the, you know, oh, mom, a Yankees fan. And then, That's like, your big Tommy cat. And, Greeting yeah. you after you play golf. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. Uh, I, Would I, you agree though? We have like uh, you know we have every like we have the geeks. Yes. We have the the like Guidos. We have yeah, Jake, nice guys. I, I would really just hate to see like John Carlos Stanton go zero for five with five strikeouts. Or just be five home runs. That would, that be, would tough. be funny too. Yeah, he yeah. went over the monster last week. So. Um. I want to throw this out there. I saw this tweet. Uh, Danny O'Neill, uh, I think he's a Mariners beat writer. He said, uh, did you know in the Mariners' 44 years of existence, they've experienced more ruptured testicles, five, than playoff appearances, four? That's incredible. I think we all beat that stat. Yeah, that's, that's we incredible. We have exactly the – I don't want to speak for everyone, but I have the exact same amount. Of of what? Of ruptured testicles and playoff wins. Yes, that is a fact. Mm-hmm. Yes, but he no, you don't have more ruptured testicles and playoff wins though. No, no I have sa- no. I'm saying I have the same amount. So same I amount. beat I beat that stat personally. What do you mean? They have more ruptured testicles than they playoff wins. Playoff, playoff appearances. Playoff appearances. I'm yes. tied at zero. Yes, yes. Unless um, you count the Steam Head Express. Five, five in the last. You win? Yeah, did you win? I'll check. Um. <laughs> So, uh, Mike Parrott in 1980 won his first game and then finished 1 in 16 on the year and also ruptured a testicle. Uh, Jose uh, Manzanillos ruptured both his testicles. That's tough. Yeah, Mitch Haniger ruptured one of his testicles, and then uh, I don't know what the other what the other one was, but Jesus Christ, that's a lot of ruptured testicles. Um, Who do you want to win that game? I don't. I, I. I just want pain for either. Like I want pain. I want dra- drama. You know what I mean? I like if it's, Don't it's, you it's, agree that it'd be more funny for the Yankees fans to to get that pain? I think. It, I think it depends. Boston's been through enough this week. <laughs> I just want drama. I really just. I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull my. Uh, my sports journalism card because because there's gonna be a live stream. Watching it's gonna be hilarious. So whoever's up, I want to lose. Is really the answer? 
Whoever's winning, I want to lose. I have some breaking news. Late. I want him to lose late. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> the the Seamhead Express. That's the 1.57 a.m. break. <laughs> the Seamhead Express. It was not meant to be. I lost oh, four to no. six in the championship against Chilling's Bloody Sock. No, no. It was a great run, though. It's something to build on. You got to learn how to win before yeah. you can win. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna have a little hangover next year. Next year. What are Loser the stats? Hangover, yeah. yeah. Fuck. It's L. tough. Um. Fuck. What a story uh, that would have been. BFT year, who's back of the week? Uh, my who's back of the week is Streakers. Streakers getting lit up on the field at Boise State. A ref ended up taking out the streaker and body slam. But I love oh, when the refs yes. get into it, when they're just like enough is enough. The stadium security is not doing a good enough job and just lit them up. I do want to say that we use the word streakers way too liberally here in America. Yes. If you're not naked, I'll, I'll even say you can be wearing underwear. And I'll still count that as a streaker, but we can't be calling everyone that runs on the field a streaker when they're fully clothed. That's you're just a trespasser. Correct. I Correct. need I need you to at least make an effort and and remove most of your articles of clothing to be considered a streaker. So I don't like it when they say there's a streaker on the field. That's bullshit. It's not a streaker. Yeah, not no, a streaker unless nude. We get way too many. Yeah, someone just runs. That that, that doesn't that doesn't count. Um, all right, my who's back of the week is Urban Meyer. Uh, if you missed it, Urban Meyer was trending all of Saturday and a good portion of Sunday as well because Urban Meyer decided to have a night out on Friday. He decided to have a night out, and there was a video that was released of a, a younger woman, not his wife, grinding on him. Urban Meyer kept his hands to himself, and yeah, he was very funny because it's always funny to joke about Urban Meyer. So he had his hands in front of him. Yep. Don't know what the hands were doing at the time. That was obscured by the way he was sitting. It looked like it might have been a tip drill yep. thing that he was doing, but who knows? Who knows? It, but it seems like Shelly Meyer, his wife, is cool with it. Yeah. So I actually thinking about it more after we got our usual jokes out, and Herb Meyer's going to step away for you know sex addiction, or he's going to step away because he has you know issues or whatever it was. We were all tweeting out you know him collapsing and everything. I thought about it more. I think Shelly Meyer might win Wife of the Year because she tweeted something like, I- I'm at home with my grandkids. This is my choice or something like that. That made me, led me to believe that she was like, Urban, go out and remember why you're Urban Meyer. Go out and hit on some chicks and get that swagger back. Get that, char- get that charisma back. Get that fucking confidence back. I think she actually sent him out to be like, go out Pick up a chick. Don't have sex with her, but pick her up and remind yourself why you're the alpha, why you're the big bull. And what he was doing is a big-time alpha move where you just stand up at a wall. Have you seen the, like a guy at a party in college would stand against a wall and a girl would just like find him and just start slowly backing up into him? And he's just standing there like, yeah, she came to – that's what Urban did. Yes. He, just, he turned the light on. Yes. He turned the flame on and a moth came fluttering over. I really do think that this is like the greatest move that his wife's ever pulled. I would, I'm, I'm going to bet the Jaguars next week. Of course. Because of this. He has confidence in him. He's reminding himself why he's Urban Meyer. It's also hilarious that he doesn't realize that like – I think he was out in Ohio because they played on Thursday, so he probably maybe didn't go back. Um, you're the most famous guy in the state of Ohio, and you're like, like you're just getting grinded on. It's 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 crazy that Urban Meyer. Well, actually, you know what? It's not crazy that Urban Meyer doesn't realize that like everything gets videotaped 
these days. Well, this day. some football coaches, when they see shit that trends on Twitter, they're like, oh, that's just a Twitter thing that's going on. Yeah. Not, like, it is a video of you at a bar getting grinded. But once it becomes an issue on Twitter, it almost becomes less real to them because now it's a conversation of, oh, I can't believe that this video got put on Twitter. Now Twitter's going nuts about right. it. And then he can, like, commiserate with his wife about that instead of being like, hey, uh, looked like you were having another stroke, Urban. Yes. If you yes. know what I'm saying. Yes. So he's, he's you know what? He had his wedding ring on. It's fine. Urban Meyer, just let Urban Meyer get his confidence back. Uh, breaking moves. Breaking moves. Bill Belichick pulled the coach gay. He went into the opposing locker room? He went into the Buccaneers locker room. What did he say? I don't know. I you just son saw of a bitch. He went into Buccaneers locker room. He was there for 24 minutes. 24? Alone with Brady in a secluded place. Is that what it says? Yeah. What happened in those 24 minutes? I don't know. They, they was playing. Yeah, Belichick just left 24 minutes later. I love that there was a beat Albert writer Breer, sta- standing outside with a stopwatch. Patriots coach Bill yeah. Belichick's been in the Bucks locker room for over 20 minutes now. He went in there and he and Tom Brady retreated to a quiet area. And Belichick's just left 24 minutes later. Oh, shit. That probably got very emotional. Probably. It would be funny if they just like we, made out. No, fuck I Roger Goodell. Say fucked. <laughs> no, if they were like Belichick he, just grinded on him for no, a little bit. If they were just, <laughs> or like imagine if they were just wrestling, <laughs> like they were wrestling and like fighting it out. But like they they had a, a mutual combat rule of like no face punches because we don't want anyone to know that we were fighting. <laughs> and they were just fucking like kidney shotting each other for twenty four minutes. <laughs> I love that though because now everyone's going to have their theory on oh, yeah. on what was discussed. Then oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Billy, you're who's back. Or no, uh, Jake, you go, and then Billy, you go and wrap us up. Jake. Uh, my who's back is uh, doppelgangers. So a few months ago, people, there was a viral video oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. of people yeah. thinking someone was me at a bar. Oh, really? It was not. It wasn't? No. It was I, another guy named Jake. Yes, we found the right. kid. Hank's a witness. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now there's another Hank's picture of it. our friend Rudy. We work with Rudy. He thinks he saw me in Soho, but it's not me. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? You don't think that Look looks at the like pictures? Um, the feet going out at ninety degree <laughs> angles, no, one hundred eighty yeah, degree angles. Me. That's you, yeah. Jake. Him, but jacked. I, I've noticed that. So that, that guy was mean. That guy's wearing that a backpack. Was mean, Billy. It's two. <laughs> it's two in the morning, and you're saying mean shit like that. Is this how you felt when people tag you playing at like? Bars? No, because people just see any man or woman with glasses. With sunglasses. Very mean with Sam Schwartz. So same did thing. Today, very, by the mean way. Very, very mean with Sam Schwartz. Very mean. Very mean. Very mean. Very it was, mean. Mean. It was really. Funny. It was very mean. Every Sam. I'm. Did no, you? No, I didn't. I'm five. I didn't and even half, like it. Sam. I didn't even like it. I liked it. I saw it. I liked, I liked it. it personally. Yeah. Let me be uh, like I. I personally liked the Jets it a lot, ball boy with the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. In theory, theoretically, I had, um, I had a good laugh. Uh, Jake, don't take this the wrong way. I, I have an uh-oh, no. I have uh-oh. an I have an honest question for you. When you were in high school, that guy's wearing a backpack. Did you ever um, own a roller suitcase? No. Okay. How, right. When was just the one, first? I just, want, I just wanted to <laughs> no, ask. Right, right, don't ask. take this as offense either. Yeah. Okay. Follow up question. What grade were you back. in? When you first wore a suit to school? Never in high school. In middle school, maybe? Never in middle school. What you about sure? Picture day. I yeah. wore a suit in picture no, day when I, I was like six one time. This is like a polo and khaki shorts. This is a suit. 
Maybe. Soon college. Soon I learned college and to work? Until college. Soon college to, to, to class? Well, sometimes if it was like a broadcast day, yeah. I, I, you're right, broadcast day. Can't yeah. tell you about that. Had to. Yeah. All right, Billy, wrap us up. Uh, my Who's Back of the Week is oil spills. There's an oil spill off of Southern California. Guess what else is happening soon? Rob Schneider movie. Uh-oh. Rob Schneider movie is coming out in November. Interesting. Oh, so man. that's my who's back. Oh, just, correlate, just pointing it out. Correlation, causation, who knows? Yeah. And to wrap us up, I knew there was something very unique about this beginning of the NFL season. We've had crazy primetime games. Adam Schefter just tweeted, there have been 15 games in this season with the game-winning score in the final minute of regulation or in overtime. The most such games through the first weeks of a season in the past 50 years. Whoa. Mm. What do you say, Hank? He tweeted that like a minute ago. Yeah, Billy's giving us a real-time update. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So that's that's you what you knew though. Cam actually helped me out, chat. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Goodell's doing this year cuz like last year the flags were up dur- or down during the pandemic. Yes. This year he's just making sure that we have close games. Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, thank you, Commissioner yes. Goodell. Wise as always. Uh Billy, what what do you got? What you pl- your plate? No, we're we're pl- done. Plates it's yeah, done. No, we're done. A long show. Yeah. And I really I'm thinking back to uh the like who beat who I get that's going to torture me. We got to figure that out. Let's keep the show. All right, the show is officially over. All right, but numbers, for, numbers, numbers. But for the rest of the show, we're going to try to figure out the, the wheel of death. Ninety nine, numbers. Ninety seven, eight, eight, eighteen, eight. six, sixty three. Oh. Sixty three. New. All right. New. 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 Score. Nine fifteen left. 63 right, divisible so by 7. It's got to be the the um the Patriots beat the Seahawks beating the Where do we start so from? Slow, Moss goes on them. Where do we start from? We do we are we starting right. from the Patriots? Yeah. It's right. very easy. So it's, it's the Patriots, the Patriots beat the Jets. Home. Yep. <laughs> the Jets beat the Titans. Can I guess? The Dolphins beat the pa- Patriots, the Patriots beat the Jets. The Jets beat the Titans. The Titans beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks beat the Niners. The Niners. The Niners beat the Eagles. But the Eagles beat the Falcons. The 49ers also beat... The Falcons beat the Giants. The Giants beat beat the the Saints. Saints. The Saints beat the Packers. The Packers beat... Who the Packers the Lions? beat? The Lions. The Lions. No, no, that. No, dead who in else did the Packers beat? Packers beat the Steelers. Steelers and who else? The Niners. The, the Packers beat the Steelers. The Steelers, Steelers beat, beat the Bills. Bills. The Bills, Bills beat, beat the, the football Washington team. football team. Football team beat the Giants and the Falcons. So we're, we're back, back. to the... Damn it. Hang on. Wait, who else have the Bills beat? The Bills beat... Texans, Washington, Miami. Who beat the Patriots? Wait, no, no, the Texans. Who did the Texans beat? The Texans beat... The Jaguars. Fuck, that's a bad one. Bills beat who? The Dolphins, who beat the Patriots. Dolphins, Texans, Washington football team. Dolphins. No, that Wait, do we work. go back to the Saints? No, we go Washington football team. And then, yeah, we're fucking stuck. God damn it. Bills beat the Packers. The B- Packers, if we went Packers. Bills beat the Bears in the preseason. No, Niners. 
Oh, no, I already did Niners. But who else did the Niners beat? They beat the Eagles? The Eagles. And I the, have and the, the Lions. Eagles. I have the, the Eagles. Okay. The Niners beat the Eagles. They beat the, the Lions. Lions. The Lions and beat anyone. What about, can we go back to the Saints? The Saints beat who? The Patriots. Fuck. Saints beat the Patriots. Yeah, Saints beat the Patriots and the Packers. Yeah. We're stuck. Who did the Packers beat? Pack- we we already did that. The Lions and the Steelers. And the Niners. And the Niners. Who beat the Eagles? <laughs> who beat the Falcons? Falcons. Which is who... That's where, yeah. We're I kind of wish that the Falcons had won today. Yeah, they. W- I would have made everything better. Yeah, this show would have been a thirty-minute shorter. Shit. Way to go, All Arthur right. Smith. See you guys Wednesday. Love you guys. <laughs> Sloths move so slow, moss grows on them. Pardon my take, presented by Barstool Sports.